Hello guys and girls, welcome to episode 89 of the F Reality Podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version available on iTunes, SoundCloud and on Anchor. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to our YouTube channel or leave us a nice review on iTunes. That would really help us out. Hope everyone's having a nice weekend. Thanks for those joining us in the chat. Oh, <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> <laughs> I was like running out of breath. Running out of breath. Are you okay, Mike? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm it's fine. been a bit of a hectic pre-stream. It has, as it always, has. been a hectic pre-stream. It's been good. Crazy as always. So now let me introduce you to the team. First up, he's a contractor for hire. If you need any dirty work done, if you know what I mean. It's, of course, the rowdy guy. How you doing, man? You all right? I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm, do, I'm doing great. You got me worried there for a moment, mate. I thought, oh, no, someone called the ambulance. <laughs> I was still fixing stuff here. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, do, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Yeah. yeah. Good to hear. Right work. My, my hands are a little bit dirty from the work I've been doing, but uh, oh, yeah. it'll, it'll be good. It'll be good. Good to hear it. Good to hear it. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I was like running out of breath as I was doing the intro. It was like the first time ever. But like you say, just before the show, it was kind of like a bit of a meltdown. Uh, everything was kind of chaotic, but it's not the F Reality podcast if we don't have that beforehand. So <laughs> it is It is what it is. It is what it is. But uh, let's get on with it. So uh, next up, this guy's on an unstoppable quest to show the world what VR has to offer on Twitch and YouTube. It's the one and only ZimTalk5. How you hey, doing, man? You're right. Yeah, I'm oh, doing great, Mike. I mean, I, I'm so happy. Thank you um, to Oculus for sending me a quest and uh, got that this week. Opened the box in my usual Zim way and then uh, got cracking. And feckin' hell, that thing is now my new favorite headset. Yeah. Details inside today's podcast. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this because uh, obviously with the Quest release on the horizon, we've all got so much to say about it. We've all had access to it now. Um, so it's going to be an interesting one indeed. So if you are literally got a Quest coming next week, then you wanna gonna, you're going to want to stick around for this one for sure. Um, so next up, this guy's been enjoying some well-deserved R&R this week. No, he's not been resting and recovering. He's been rec-rooming. It is, of course, Nathy. How you doing, man? You all right? <laughs> yes, I am doing fine. And you might wonder why I'm wearing glasses at the moment. Of course, of course. We're all, it's we're because all I, I woke up with an irritated right eye. Did you say you lost your eye in a boxing match? That's horrible. <laughs> yeah. That's horrible. Yeah, I, I have to, I have to, I'm, I'm looking for a, a glass one on eBay at the moment. Wait, wait, um, wait. wait. I, I got, how many likes on a video do we need? For for Nathy to show his eye, <laughs> one hundred. I'm, I'm going to spare you the details. But the funny joke at the moment is, I played so much VR that my eye couldn't handle it anymore. All the awesomeness. <laughs> you look like uh, was it Cyclops from the X Men? You know, like if you take them off, then you'll just like fire laser beams out yeah. of your eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna burn. It's gonna burn. So beware. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, last but by no means least, uh, myself, the host of the show, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. In today's show, we're going to be talking about the HTC Vive Pro Eye release. It has eye tracking, but your eyes might be watering at the price. We'll give you the details on the excellent VR platformer Moss getting some more free content. YouTube VR is going to be launching uh, on Oculus Quest. Zim's going to give you the lowdown on the latest releases because there's so much stuff coming out next week. It's unreal. Hard, it's like a hard job this week, Mike. It's freaking nuts. 
And then finally, we'll be asking the question, will Minecraft Earth be the next best, the next big AR game and will it overtake Pokemon Go? Well, stay tuned to find out. But of course, first up, we're going to find out what we played this week and our highlight of the week. Feel free to join in in the chat, by the way. Let us know what you played. We can read those out as well. And uh, first up is Rowdy. Uh, so what did you get up to this week, dude? I play Contractors. That's uh, pretty much all that I played uh, this week. Uh, I have actually still an episode comment on that. Uh, they had a recently a new beta that they announced. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's one of those games that is um, really good, I think, but not enough people play it. There's always, when I go in, there's always a lobby. There's always people playing, but it's never, never like a full lobby. Like it's, 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 I mean, there are times, of course, that it does get full, but there could be more people playing. Whoa, whoa, hang on, hang on. When, what time of the day are you playing contractors? Because anytime I play, it's fucking chock full. There's like 10 to 12 full games. Like when I'm playing. 10 it. to 12 full lobbies. Full lobbies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm talking, there's servers in Europe. There's servers. We're talking contractors here, right? Yeah, contractors. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. I Big checked time. the stats as well. Um, there were like, like at the time that I was playing it, there were like maybe like 11 people playing it too. And it was like between, uh, let's say, 7 and 11 p.m. Uh, uh, Central European time. 7 and 11 p.m. Yeah, that's because that's really around the same time I play. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Maybe it's a I'm, recent I'm, lull or something, because uh, even a couple of weeks ago, it was doing pretty pretty well. Mm -hmm. But I'm like you. It's I wouldn't say game. it's doing bad. Not at all. Like There's always people playing, and I always have a really good time playing it. But I just wish there were even more lobbies to choose from, because often there's only one certain game mode that you can play, or like, and they have so many awesome game modes. Even, even stuff that you don't find in other games, they do that really well. So I, I, I do like just the concept of contractors and it's so fast paced you know you don't need to wait long times and they have a new like i wanted to say they have a, a new beta that they actually like announces a beta branch that is available now which introduces like a, a an i think even an extra map i don't know if there's an extra map in there actually i thought that was one too mm -hmm. uh but they've they've made the game so much smoother in there as, as well it's so much nicer to play it and they got uh, basketball now now you can play uh, basketball in the uh, contractors which seriously is, Hilarious, yeah. What? How? How? <laughs> How does I, I think work? I played like roughly forty-five minutes just basketball with uh, with user ID in a, in the lobby. You can pick up just a ball like, on a court in one of the maps. Yeah, you can pick up hoops? and then like just like go like and dribble and like throw the ball. Dribble? In and, like, Are you serious? Has this been there all along, or is this a new feature? This is a new feature. It's definitely. Oh, okay. a new, it's like basically the the lobby you go into before you start a multiplayer game. Oh, okay. Oh. So you, it still it still starts when you start the game before you join a lobby. It's still the same kind of like warehouse kind of thing. But as soon as you join a lobby, then you go into this like yeah, this different kind of like scene, and you still have guns and everything. Because I, pl I we played basketball with the guns and stuff. What? So it was uh, it was it was hilarious. That's so weird. By the way, there is no basketball VR game out there. No multiplayer one, at least. I did yeah. play a few, um, like arcadey ones, but I've never seen yeah, like a basket full NBA kind of like whatever that was. No, you're right because like that, especially in the US. And US basketball games sell as good as American football games. Like they fucking kill it. Um, I've seen like you know football games, in other words, a soccer game, and several of those with interesting locomotion techniques done. But we we haven't had a proper courtside basketball no. game. Why? No. No. Why? So, so just a quick question for Rowdy then about contractors. Are you still using the force tube when you play? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so my my batteries died though. I need to I need to buy new batteries for it. Uh, but uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, those it's, those batteries are problematic. I had issues with them as well. I had to buy another 
two because one of them failed. Um, but I think it's just yeah. the the the, deve- the, de- the developers uh, from ProTube are actually working on a internal charging solution. So yeah, in the future, that, that won't be a it, problem. It makes the most think. sense that they would yeah. do that, that you can just charge. Because I was it was just my fault. It was stupid. I, I forgot to turn the device off and the, the battery is like fully drained, all of them. So they're yeah. all like dead and unrechargeable. Dead. They're great. Yeah. Trust just fire stupid. batteries. Won't explode batteries. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the name. Says it in the name. Says it in the name. So what about you then, Zim? Well, what have you been up to this week then, dude? Um, Zim's experiments. I've done several uh, experiments with the Quest. First one was I took it to a forest to see if in shady coverage I could get good tracking. Um, and it worked perfectly. Played some Beat Saber. It's kind of a quick job because I was like, if someone comes along and sees me in the forest playing Beat Saber, they're going to be like... Actually, in a, in a real forest playing it? Yeah, in a real forest. And did you have problems with the lighting? None. Because I tried it outside once as well, and uh, it, it didn't work properly for me. So it was pretty shaded. Like, I mean, this was like pretty shade covered, but there were still, you know, pokey holes, and it was a, a bright day with no cloud cover. Um, so I did that, periscoped it. So if anyone wants to go look up Periscope Zintalk 5, you can see my attempt. The thing that actually broke my heart a little bit, and I think, Mike, you've probably covered this before, is uh, when recording to the device, you don't get to see the uh, the breakthrough. So when you draw your boundary, mm. even if it's a big yeah. boundary, and you step yep. through, I wanted to be able to step through and show the forest. And because, because I didn't have like a laptop with me, I didn't have any other way to capture the breakthrough. And that, so that was a little bit disheartening because I couldn't share that later. Uh, but then the second test that we ran earlier today, which was really neat, was I conjoined my Vive room and this room in one boundary. So I drew the perimeter <laughs> of this room into the yeah. hallway into yeah. my next room and played a feck ton of quest games like journey of the gods and that and you can literally like walk, walk down this them. tunnel uh in here without it breaking what i couldn't do and i was kind of surprised that i couldn't do this and maybe one of you knows the technical reasons why i think you're allowed to set up five boundaries and then the device is supposed to remember them when you walk into them right but i couldn't do that i couldn't like set this room up independently of that room and then kind of run between them. I had to do a connected snake between the right. two, which works yeah. great, by the way. The only thing I noticed was I was getting drift, which is really weird. This is the first time I've experienced drift since the DK2, and it's not drift in the headset. The boundary drifted away from the wall, slowly about a meter, then a meter and a half, over the period of gameplay of about two to three hours. So hmm, that's weird. I've never experienced that so far. No, me neither. But then again, I've never walked between two different rooms with the quest yet. So, <laughs> so cool. maybe that's why. It's so cool. It was oh. it was exactly like, you know, we um all got to play at OC5, got to play Super Hot. And they yeah, had that corridor thing. It was like yeah. having that in the house. It was fucking cool. So yeah, my experiments uh are a bit wild, but I'm very happy with that. It's been really good. Awesome. Awesome. Just to just to clarify, when you took the uh, the quest outside, obviously it was a very shaded wooded area. It wasn't like you you were really careful in direct sunlight. Because I know we've we've harped on about this a lot, so I didn't want to sort of like you know contradict yeah. ourselves. I was I was incredibly careful. The thing was wrapped in cotton uh, in a bag, you know, all the way to the point of like I'm taking it out in the shade. And even at that, you got to be careful, like because if you even if you have one light ray coming through and it impinges mm-hmm. on the glass you could end up burning mm-hmm. i mean it could be seconds it's yeah. really that fast i think so yeah. just be very careful if you're going to do these kinds of experiments um, you know don't try so it, is it in is the there end, a... it's better to not do it you say yeah. i don't know because... I'm, I'm definitely going to be I, i'm going to i think someone is going to start a yoga club or something like this in a park and people are going to be like uh, doing box vr in a park 
with a sure. you know wired in, wireless internet connection you can do that yeah. now that's so yeah. cool so is there a particular game that you want to highlight out of the ones you tried um i'll just drop three i'll drop three names and not really mention too mm-hmm. much about them um so three games surprised me on quest and i would say people will be surprised by them as well ballista bogo and dead and buried 2 which is a mm-hmm. demo which we got to play Denberry 2 probably being the most surprising of the lot because it feels like playing like Quake or something like that running around. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to play against something that's not a computer. <laughs> so was really there no other people it. online? Uh, I was. I, I just kind of did it pretty quick. So I played two rounds okay. of bots and that was it. But um, I didn't. I didn't go looking. I didn't. I didn't expect there to be a large population of people playing that at this time with only you know press and that having access. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's 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 definitely a step forward compared to the first Dead and Buried that was more of a let's say standing experience yeah. where you had to teleport from time to time. Um, so I agree on that side. I do hope they will have a progression system or something because there there needs to be something that that keeps you in in the game. Maybe yeah. mm-hmm. some professional side of things like actual rankings or yeah. I don't know. Something, mm-hmm. something to keep your you know, yeah, palette not just like hey, quick multiplayer and that's it. No, like actually something to come back for. But it's good. It was it was the first thing that I've I've played in a while that kind of reminded me of again OC five and doing that yeah. warehouse stuff. I mean, uh, if you're using locomotion on the on the analog stick, then you're running around, but like running yeah. around with a sh- with two shotguns and stuff, and it really feels a lot freer than yeah. yeah. Than it has in the past. I, so I am very, I'm very curious. I'm, I'm very curious how the, the main crowd is going to react to the game because I did show Dead and Buried to a couple of people, and some of them got completely motion sick because mm. it's walking locomotion and exactly. it's quite intense. It's it fast. is. It yeah, reminds me of Team Fortress Two when it had VR support. It's very fast <laughs> locomotion. So <laughs> there you go. So what about you then, Nathia? What did you play this week? Did I? Uh, I played a lot of stuff. Uh, but uh, two things I can highlight is uh, is uh, yeah Bogo and also Rec Room. Um, let me start out with Bogo. Um, this is like a a petting simulator in uh, in VR. I think they showed it off at Oculus Connect Five mm-hmm. as a as like a demo. Uh, you couldn't play it back then. It was more like, hey, this is what it's capable of, and um, it's like an experience. It's not a game. It's something you can play in like ten minutes. Uh, it kind of takes you by the hand. It's uh, it's something that um, there's like an introduction to VR, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish they they put that one into first steps as a cartridge in the end, um, yeah. Because I think it would have fitted in there. For uh, that sure. Was, that was my first impression. Did you get all the unlocks though, Nathie? All the additional pillars that come up that you unlock with your hands? Of course, and then yeah. The building. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I didn't get to go that far, but my initial impression was like yours. It was like this is kind of demo-y, and I thought it was passive. But we retried it again today, and. We start unlocking the bits and the world around you is growing. And as you're yeah. feeding this so, creature, it's fucking cool. So basically the story of Bogo is that Bogo is an alien, an alien creature from that one Oculus game that never really caught up with the hype. What is it? Firelands. Firelands. Oh. <laughs> I think it's one of the creatures from Firelands. I, I don't know okay. many people that played Firelands. I never but... played that game. No, it wasn't like Don't. they were hoping for more a reaction back then, but it didn't really. Well, anyways, um, Bogo is like one of one of those alien creatures from Firelands, and um, the story is basically um, it's like a stormy, stormy weather outside, and Bogo isn't very happy, and you gotta just play around with this creature and make him happy again, so the weather um, becomes sunny and things start to grow around you in this in this world in this wasteland. 
So that's that's what it's all about. I'm not going to spoil more more because it's a free it's a free experience that, as far as I know, yep. you can only try on the quest. I don't think mm-hmm. it will be coming to the Rift, but hey, uh, with with Star Wars Vader Immortal, it also suddenly changes. So who knows? Um, but yes, it's free and it's pretty cool. I think it's uh, it could be one of those introductions to VR. Mm-hmm. It's a, it shows the power of like interaction in virtual reality. Um, Rec Room. Uh, yeah, very like interesting actually. Uh, it's like it blows my mind first of all that this runs. Um, I can tell you that Rec Room and also VRChat and some others are the most intense games to run on the Quest. You can definitely notice that the Quest needs to work on its hardest to make the magic happen. I'm not gonna lie, mm-hmm. becomes quite warm too after like two hours of of playing, but it works. Yeah, and. I don't know, maybe they had to overclock the quest to make this work. Could that be? I don't know. Um, but everything from like paintball to dodgeball to direct center to the dorm room, even community uh, uh, worlds, they all work. Um, they did not add everything yet. Yep. Uh, it's an early version, so no no uh, battle royale, no quests. Uh, that would be funny, right? Quests on a quest. Hey. There's no but quests. Are you serious? There's like, no quests um... on the quest. <laughs> yeah. But in terms of the community, you're you're playing with PSVR and PC yes. players. Yes. Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, Rec Room is a cross-platform game, so you can play with people on a pancake monitor uh, with PC VR players with PlayStation VR uh, mm-hmm. uh, peeps too. So yeah, I, I played with several people uh, yesterday, and I invited someone from the PlayStation VR, and it, it's crazy. It's like uh <laughs> the future, the future of VR, where I play with someone that is on PlayStation VR and. It's like this. These are the early days of the quest, and, yeah. and and it feels already very nostalgic to me. I don't know why, but and and it's... they could hear you okay, and the communication yes. between the headsets was fine. Yeah, they were like asking me, oh, "Are you are you on the quest?" And they were like, "Oh, but does it need a PC?" I said, "Like, no, you can just put it into your backpack, mm. and you can take it with you wherever you want." They were like, "Whoa, epic!" That's because an, the... such an amazing feature. People people are always like amazed by that. So, oh yeah, but what else do I need for this? I said, "No, yeah. you don't yeah. need anything That's else." Yeah. You don't... yeah, but how much do the controllers cost? No, the controllers are included in the price yeah, package. Exactly. Like, people so, can't comprehend it. So. um yeah, so far so good. It, it it works fine. I did notice some frame drops from time to time, and also when people join in, you know, your internet sometimes needs needs to catch up, so you see mm-hmm. people warping. Um, but I I trust against gravity. I think they can they can pull it off. I think they can optimize it for sure for an early version. This is very very impressive, and um, it's free. It is free. It yeah. is free, yeah, which is still incredible, is. right? True. Yeah, it's it's like the only thing that isn't free nowadays are these super high level um, items that you could or unlock by playing, of course, yeah. or just buy them. But yeah, yeah it's, it's free to play. It's completely free to play. Awesome, awesome. So maybe you could uh, read out what some of the people in the chat played. Uh, I'll just do a quick update from uh, last week because previously on an episode of the show, we talked about Facial Fears 2 and we said that it might be procedural or there might be like a pool of different experiences that you could try out, but that's not actually the case. We actually found out this week that there's only two stories in Facial Fears 2 uh, and the confusion lied because Rowdy played one, I played one and they were both very different. So we thought, well, maybe there's more. And there was only two doors at the beginning. One was oh, a tutorial, and I thought, and one was the main quest. But there is actually just two stories. So just to clarify that, if you're interested in that game. And then also, once wow. you've completed both of those stories, you can then go back and relive the fears to show friends and family. 
like oh, you know, the different phases. Good to qualify that. Yeah, I was getting very excited at that. I was yeah. like, Jesus, did they really change up the game? Because yeah, like, fears is always me, been I kind thought, of like a if it was fan. procedural, that'd be so next level. But of course, that's not the case. But it, it'll, you know, it'll still, happen. I would still say it's well worth checking out. It's an excellent game. Yeah. Excellent game. Agree. I asked um, the chat what would be the first thing that they'll boot up on the quest because uh, I don't think a lot of people have been playing that much VR this week, just been watching videos and seeing what they would do on the quest. So uh, I saw that people were saying Beat Saber. Yeah, Megan mm -hmm. would play uh, Beat Saber. First Contact, that's not popping up. Um, uh, Flip aside also mentions I like Rec Room. I just wish there was an H filter that you could select. Yeah. There um, kind of is, right? Isn't there? there there's the, the whole um, match me with players yeah, it, of a certain age. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. It's it's not enough to to keep the hobbits away from Rec That's Room. That's the sadly. problem. Yeah. <laughs> I saw people also uh, like What the UK and Charm were saying uh, Big Screen. Uh, mm -hmm. Big Screen is another one. Um, uh, first Contact that uh, people want the original uh, VR experience like the, the first one. Well, just, um, just to clarify that, you know, because I tried First Contact this week and I actually played same. it side by side. And it's exactly the same experience and it looks identical, plays identical. I think people are going to be super impressed with it. Of course, there is a slight graphical downgrade, but overall, it's still the first contact but we know and love. That gets like compensated with a higher resolution headset, right? yeah. which is funny. Right? But the thing that, that, that like has struck me so hard with the Quest and, and my two full on days with it, I, I've, I've done 60% of the available games on the Quest at this point on the store. I've done most 60% in two days. That's crazy, dude. No, no, I have. It's been eight, eight, seven, eight, nine hours of solid back to back with about seven to 10 minutes per Your title. Poor family. <laughs> but the, the thing is, I used to caution people on this podcast. I used to caution people that it's going to be like the go just upgraded, you know, yeah. honestly on the spectrum, it is so much closer to being a portable rift than I was expecting. Mm -hmm. It's really solid. And actually the thing that uh, Kaz and Cherry are there in chat and they were saying, you know, they were upping the portability of, of, of the quest. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. In fact, yeah. you can just walk anywhere with this thing and, and set up shop and just play away. It's so easy. And it's like, it's... this is a powerhouse. And I really think that in this round yeah. of VR headsets, Mm -hmm. straight away this that's is, the winner like, like for me like, it's the top headset right now it beat rift straight out of the box but this this is the, like this is the era of like handheld vr headsets this is like the playstation portable the like mm -hmm. nintendo switch under the like it, VR exactly. headsets yeah it is it's it really feels like a switch in terms of its portability uh i i I'm really surprised. Oh. I get to play it back in packs but <laughs> I, i'm sure it. i'm sure the next iteration of rift will be a combination of rift and quest yeah probably yeah I Likely. think so too. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes so sense. I so I played uh, Drop Dead Dual Strike. Uh, I don't know if you guys yeah, have seen this it. one. Uh, the original Drop Dead uh, came out on Rift uh, not long after the touch controllers released. And I really enjoyed it back then. So I jumped in straight away yeah. as soon as I saw it on the quest. It's an on-rails arcade zombie shooter. So think of House of the Dead and you're not sort of far off. It's the same game as before on Rift, but now with the Dual Strike update, they've added dual wielding weapons and melee combat. Uh, so now you can dual wield a pair of axes and you can slice and dice zombies with them, which is super okay. fun. Oh, I didn't get the um, axes. Cool. Melee you combat. can play it single player. Uh, the single player mode has three timelines, just like the original Rift game did. Uh, you basically play the same uh, single player campaign three times over, but it gets more challenging. <laughs> and then they unlock new weapons in each timeline. So it, it does spice up the gameplay a little bit. And then you can also play co-op cooperatively with a friend. So that's uh, really, really cool. But the co-op, like we played it on Go a very long time ago. This was like a wave-based on one spot 
shooter, right? Yeah, so it's like a horde mode. I believe that's there's going to be the same on this one. Although the problem when we played it on the Go was that we couldn't communicate using the Go microphone no. No. Uh, together. Whereas I hope they fix that on Quest because that'll be a real issue. If yeah. you can't communicate with your friends, then it kind of takes the joy yeah. out of playing cooperatively but, together. But seriously though, like the the game has a has a super fun story. And mm. also, like it, it's a good looking one. It, it it really feels like like you you are playing an arcade game. Yeah, exactly. And one of my favorite features of this game is the active reload. So if you've ever played a Gears of War game, you'll be familiar with this. And basically, to reload, you drop the gun, you know, very briefly down by your side, and then you get a little meter pop up. And there's a little sweet spot right in the middle. And if you pull the trigger right in the middle of that sweet spot, you get a very quick, oh. like, active reload. Oh, that's new. Right. Uh, that was in the original game as well. You oh, just, okay. Yeah, it might have just been a while since you played it to to notice it, but uh, yeah. So the active reload is still in this in this new game, and uh, it's just so satisfying because when you get into the rhythm of reloading, because now you've got two guns to manage, so you've got to active reload both. So manage the two meters going at the same time when you're reloading. It adds another layer of sort of fun to the game uh, yeah. and challenge. Um, and yeah, like when I jumped back into it, I was having so much fun, you know, throwing an axe and then it actually like lodging into a zombie's head and then mm. them falling over. And then you can like, you know, telekinesis it Pull back, it you know, a bit oh. like a Thor's hammer. That, that was just so, so cool. So, so cool. It reminds me a bit of like Bulletstorm or something. It kind of, you know. Oh, Bulletstorm. Then... Yeah, from Epic Games. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 But, but uh, um, I like honestly like this this drop dead game. I would definitely recommend it to people who like like zombie shooters and arcade titles too. I don't think there are that many that you know move by itself and you really get the feeling you're in an arcade hall in VR. But yeah, I, I don't think the multiplayer isn't isn't worth it. I feel like um, maybe yeah. maybe we still gotta wait for like Killing Floor uh, on Quest. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's it's possible people were first at like. Yeah, but that's not gonna run, and this is not gonna run, and you you mm. start to really believe in what how how far it can you know push certain certain uh, titles. Question yeah. about the multiplayer actually is it um because one of the things that uh, kind of disappointed me when I first saw it was like playing box VR multiplayer. Although that's cool, you're just score racing. You don't see the other player. You know you, the person's there. You can talk to them, but you're score racing. You're not actually there in. This, are you able to see them like, you know, say Arizona Sunshine? Are they next to you? Yeah. Do you know? You can see them and they are next to you. But like I said, on the Go version, we had problems communicating with each other. Oh. Uh, it, it wasn't utilizing the Go's microphone for some reason. Yeah. Right. Whether they've changed that on the Quest, I, I, we don't know yet. We should test um, it. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, with this game, if you've already bought it on Rift, then it is cross-buy uh, compatible. So the devs have enabled that, which is great. Uh, and also the dual strike update with with the dual wielding and the melee weapons will be coming as a free update to Rift as well. So if you're interested, Sweet. you can go check it out. So, so we, we got a question too from uh, from Megan. Is uh, Does anyone have an idea how long the battery lasts? And if the battery addition, like I guess she means the, uh, the battery pack, if that mm -hmm. also works on the Quest? Okay, so in my testing so far, the quest has lasted around two and a, two hours and forty five minutes on a full charge whilst playing games. So between two to three hours is what you should expect. You can buy a battery pack. I'm still testing one at the moment, a small one from Anchor, and that can provide an additional four and a half hours of gameplay, and it will keep the quest topped up at all times. Now, when looking for a battery pack, there's really one thing that's important to consider, and that's that it should be able to deliver five volts, three amps, ideally using USB-C as an output from the battery. 
because that will keep your quest topped up 100 percent and you all can the time. while while it's charging you can play right exactly yeah whereas if you use a conventional battery pack with just a usb yeah. output it will it will slow down the battery decrease on the quest but not stop it i had that problem while live so i can I, oh, yeah. and, and actually yeah. the 245 is bang on mike because i was saying i was just about reaching three hours the yeah. multiple times from 100 percent charge just about three hours whereas on a go you get two hours out of it yeah uh, which is good for most people i think rowdy mentioned that like you you know, you'll, you'll probably want to be taking a break. And the, the, the point you mentioned about the amperage is really important because I was curious. I noticed that the difference between charging it off of a USB 2.0 to USB-C cable off my PC, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't stopping the, the battery wall from dropping to zero. Uh, no. But if I was charging off of the mains off the supplied cable, which is a 10 right. cable, it would hold its position, even if it was mm. at 1%, which I tested. Exactly. But, yeah. Yeah. And also, also, we got a gaming science teacher asking on Twitch, uh, he's saying uh, 245, it's not that bad. Is it similar with watching movies? I don't I don't think we've actually tested. already tested it with movies. So I, I haven't tested it with movies, but I'd imagine it'll be slightly more, um, just because it's not having to deal with the controller tracking. Um, you also have yeah, to, it depends on where you watch them, I guess, because if you watch them in, in big screen with like dynamic lighting and all of that kind of stuff, mm, then... Yeah, maybe. Right. It so like you again. can do like, for instance, there are eco modes, both the the base uh, quest device itself has an eco mode to uh, draw in 50 hertz instead of 60 hertz. You have also things like virtual desktop, which allow you to operate in, again, a lower power mode that will eat less battery life and CPU mm -hmm. time. So I think it, someone needs to run a test out there of try the eco mode and run it from 100% and see how far you yeah. get. As, yeah. try a as, I, as I said before, it also depends on what you play because some games eat up more power because some, mm -hmm. some games are like, you know, pushing the quest to the limit while others are, you know, super well optimized. So that also weighs in. Plus, you know, super, uh, I want to say super charging, but that's like Tesla <laughs> stuff. <laughs> uh, Don't point fast it into a char charging, sorry. <laughs> fast charging is a myth in this case. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. charge fast. The Quest doesn't char uh, support quick charge. Can we just call it supercharging? Sounds cool. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> so okay, just, no. Just, just quickly, um, what are your favorite Quest games so far then? I, was, su I was super impressed with Ballista. The really? introduction of Ballista, I've only played a little bit. Uh, I've only played about 15 minutes, but I really liked the characterization, the voiceovers and all that. Like The thing I'm saying is there's a lot of games I really like, Mm -hmm. um, and there's games that just give kind of a really good first impression. And right now all I can do is base off of the new games that are a first impression. Like I liked Bogo, uh, but if I was to call one, I liked Ballista. The thing I really didn't like was Beat Saber. Beat Saber sound out of those, out of, out of the sound bars is probably the worst sounding game on, of, of all the quest games I've tried so far, which is really a big letdown. Now I'm running it at, at high volume. Uh, and that might be one of the reasons that we get so much distortion. But I was really surprised, even even off of other games. So you're not playing it with a pair of headphones? No, no, I'm just playing it through the bars. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And what about you then, Nathy? Do you have a favorite so far? I don't have a favorite, but one that surprised me um, a couple of days ago was Ultra Wings. Mm -hmm. That's good. It was very addicting to yeah. play, and I'm not really into flying sims, but it was a a nice one for noobs to get started with. Like Either, really, really you think playful. It's a bit would you think it's a bit intense for newcomers, maybe? Uh, no, I don't think so, because they have three uh, comfort modes. Yeah. In where there's this one where there are no windows anymore, and it's just the front that you see. Um, <laughs> so you can step it up 
Um, but no, that one uh, was uh, was very uh, surprising actually. It's zen. It's very zen. Like you, it you, is you very sit zen. in the cockpit. And you're just like, oh. Uh, and it's like, not it's not a super serious game, but yeah. it is. It's just yeah. It's it, it, you feel free. It's like you're looking down, and I know it's a seated experience. I don't know why this is like the same story on PC VR. Like I played Thumper. And people are like, ah, why are you playing this on the Quest? Like, Quest is, you know, it's completely standalone. Why, why are you seated? I'm like, you know, seated is still like Thumper, for example. It's like next level stuff. Yeah. Um, you got to try it before you you should judge. It's but the same with Ultra Wings. People were saying the same thing about me playing uh, Drop Dead, though. Like, oh, you're stuck in one spot. Why aren't you moving around? It's like, I could move around <laughs> if I wanted to, like a lunatic. I don't because I want to stay in camera in yes, frame I, so you can see exactly what I'm doing. I was trying to explain the same. Yeah. 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 What about you, though, Rowdy? Uh, I got one, but I don't want to say it. Okay. <laughs> is it Garn? It's dead central. Of course it's not. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. I think my favorite so far is definitely Face Your Fears, too. But um, I just think it's standout, you know, with its its graphics and the story and the jump scares. Everything combined just makes that a real standout experience for uh, me. I think the one that is the most impressive for a newcomer is still, like, uh, I don't know, like, super hot. Yeah, think, it, like, like if you like if you're a VR newcomer, there's there's no other game out there you should try. You should jump straight into that for sure. Yeah. Um, so let's jump into some quick news then. And first up is Moss, uh, because Polyarch, the developers behind Moss, uh, have announced that obviously Moss is coming to Quest. It's another incredible launch title, definitely worth checking out if you've not played it already. Uh, I think that's the problem with all these people that are jumping on the Quest. You know, they just have a vast library of content to check out next week, and it's just going to be difficult to choose. Which that's, ones? That's which games to buy? Thing. You know, that's a great but what thing. what amazing problem to have, right? That's, oh, it's fantastic launch. They've they've engineered this incredibly well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Moss, if you're not familiar with the game, it has one of the most adorable characters in any VR game, uh, followed very closely by Astrobot because he's a really cute character as well. But but in Moss, you uh, play a guardian that can control Quill, which is this adorable little tiny mouse, mm. and you've got to help her on this huge adventure and it's a it's a fantastic vr platforming game uh well worth checking out the way that that she moves as a character is is beautifully animated and uh, she actually communicates using sign language which is such a a neat little touch uh but the bonus is that not only is is moss going to be a launch title on quest but that polyarch have added more content to the game and quest will be getting that content first now, the new content is called Twilight Garden, and this update adds portals to the single-player story, which will now take you to new unexplored areas where you can take on new puzzles, new enemies, new challenges. And if you complete these new levels, you'll be rewarded with new weapons, which we've never seen in Moss before. So Quill Ooh. will have a few different options to uh, use in combat, which is uh, going to be really interesting. Um, so that's the little update from Polyarch this week. Um, but I'm really looking forward to playing Moss again on Quest because I love that game on Quest. Uh, what do you guys the think? The detail, um, like the lenses, the sweet spot, um, and just generally most of the games, like um, Nathie mentioned, I, I want to say Pilot Wings. What's the, what's the proper name of the game? Uh, Ultra Wings. Ultra Wings. Ultra, Wings. Ultra Wings, thank you. You can tell I'm an oldie. Um, but yeah, the, the kind of lack of apparent screen door effect is really nice. And mm -hmm. being able to see like distances and things, I think in I think in um, in Moss is going to be particularly 
uh, it's going to look particularly gorgeous. You know, it's another mm -hmm. one of those places with like lush environments. So replaying it just for that purpose might be one of the things yeah. on my to-do list. It's it's uh, great. It's great to see them serving uh, two uh, player bases here. Like the 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 people that are going to buy the Quest as their first VR headset are going to have a fun time in Moz anyway. But um, the extra content is also made to get people that has have already played Moz on other platforms mm -hmm. back into you know. So I think it's 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 awesome to see them serving both uh, uh yeah the, talking the, about uh, the the release games for the for the quest like i mean we, I, I think we can all agree that the quest is aimed at more like the console market eh? like uh, like the xbox and playstation also have like their their console markets whenever those like consoles came out they always had like one killer game out of the game releases mm. like I, I remember with X, xbox was like you know when halo also got released so that was like a huge a huge title, a huge release. Do you feel that one of those 50 titles or however there are uh, can reach like, you know, that caliber that said like, oh, you know, this is like, this is the launch title for the Oculus Quest. Is there, is there like, one like that? Beat Saber, I think. Beat <laughs> Saber. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think Beat Saber, yeah. but for sure. Isn't it kind of concerning that outside of Beat Saber, there is no other one that could, but that, that you know? Makes sense, because that's though. one genre in the end. I don't know. Mm. I that, think that was the same with a lot of the console release. They they tried to like moderate all the other genres as well, but it's not like a killer game, you know, like like Halo mm. was for Xbox or like. But I think that's the game that a so lot of people good. have been really excited about for exactly. sure. Exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. two games that would finish off this this launch list. I don't think they're they're going to come anymore. Not right now. Are Lucky Still and Edge of Nowhere. Oh, quest. oh you don't want to be... start any more rumors, Nathan? I'm sorry. Eat, eat, I'm eat sorry. Some but more head straps. Those don't. No, no, no. Thank you. <laughs> no. Thanks, okay. Um, sorry. <laughs> but just to let you know, uh, the, if you're interested in the um, the new content in Moss, uh, it's also going to be coming to PC and PSVR in June. So it's getting on Quest first, coming to other platforms later. Are, are we still in quick news, by the way? Loads of quick news this week. Oh my god! Um, so the much. next bit is uh, about Project Northstar. If you're not familiar with this, uh, Project Northstar is an augmented reality headset. Uh, we talked about it a long time ago. The project started about a year ago, and it's an open source headset. So if you think about like um, you know Magic Leap or Hololens, it's like a cheaper open source version of that. Um, and with the Project Northstar, basically it was founded by Leap Motion because they made the hand tracking and finger tracking sensor that you could mount on a rift and you could do some special stuff with that but they spearheaded this new uh, augmented reality headset by making it completely free and open source for anyone to build themselves and use their sdk so you could basically 3d print the headset parts uh, you know source the displays the driver boards and the lenses and everything else and basically construct your own ar headset well the problem was that, that was really difficult and basically sourcing a lot of these components, you had to buy them in bulk from China, which no one could do. So especially these panels that were ideal, which were 120 hertz, uh, which is like the sweet spot for AR. Um, but there was a community member, a, a guy by the name of uh, Noah Zerkin. He basically came in and was this like community member and he's been sourcing all these components and selling them over time. And now he's built up a company where he's actually going to be selling a pre-made Project Northstar headset. So if you don't want to go through the hassle of building one yourself, you can just buy one pre-made and pre-calibrated, which is really, really cool. Um, we've put a link to it in the description down below. Uh, obviously, it's not like a consumer product right now. It's more for developers that want to try out AR apps. And obviously, we're going to touch on AR a little bit later on with mm. Minecraft Earth. Um, and this could be an ideal 
application for this headset. So uh, we'll talk more about that later on, but I just wanted to sort of put it out there that if you're a developer out there interested in AR, then maybe it's worth looking into Project Northstar and what Noah uh, is doing with his company and you could buy one pre-made. Um, What's the price him. for that? So uh, I think it starts at sort of, if you want to buy all the components apart from the Magic Leap and all the uh, 3D printed parts, I think it's 399 US dollars. Uh, when you, when you actually look at what this thing is actually capable of and the field of view that it provides mm. is actually a, a, a really reasonable price, especially when you consider mm. HoloLens and Magic Leap are both like Ridiculous multiple thousands. Yeah. Um, so at so, 300, 400 bucks, it's, it's a, it's a bargain. Looks so can wacko. you, can you, can you buy it without the leap motion? Yes, you buy it without the leap motion, and you add the leap motion to yeah, because, it. Because because I think secondhand leap motions aren't aren't that uh, expensive. Yeah, and it also works with the brand new second generation leap motion as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just thought it would be it was worth mentioning because mm. you know it, it, it's a really interesting product, and I'm sure that now it's been pre made, a lot more developers will jump on board and start developing applications for it. I kind of feel like AR at the moment it keeps going. It's like duck and bobbing thing where yeah. like every so often you hear this little heartbeat of information about AR and everyone perks their ears up and gets excited and then it just goes under like a submarine you know waiting yeah. to strike I think it's super exciting until you see the price yeah <laughs> you well. know um that's the thing with AR right now and plus we, we don't have any applications or killer apps for it you know so it's it's not consumer stuff so it makes sense no yeah. maybe Minecraft could not be yeah not yeah but it AR is one of the things that it, all of a sudden is going to pop up. Yeah, it'll be everywhere. All of a sudden it's going to come and it's going to be everywhere. I, I yeah. don't think that's going to be like a slow, like VR, you can see like, it's like slowly rising. You yeah. see more and more applications, but I think all of a sudden we're going to be like, where Bang. did all this come uh, from? It's, 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 like, it's, it's everywhere. <laughs> like it's, uh, it's, mm. it's present everywhere. I mean, uh, Snapchat is, is, is constantly, you know, trying <laughs> new filters. You see it everywhere. They're just yeah. building a library to the point where they can finally use it for, a massive public out there and i'm sure that's what apple are doing in the background they're creating all these apps yeah that, that yeah. are available on iphone um again we'll touch on this more later on but then eventually they're going to release an yes. ar headset and say yeah. oh all these work on this new headset yeah, by the way parted it, part it over that's yeah. all yeah yeah um so let's move on then because we've got lots of quick news um next last week we were talking about battle wake uh, which was a pirate vessel combat game from servios well this week we have a new game announced by the studio which is going to be the walking dead onslaught now it's officially backed by uh, amc the the makers of the show so uh, any fans of the walking dead here by the way uh, until a certain Once, season I mean, maybe until <laughs> season whatever yeah, exactly yeah that's what i wanted to say did you stick with it then zim yeah, I've I've watched all of it. Um, okay, uh, so I'm current anyway with it. Okay, um, I, I just wanted I, to say like, um, I do think that Servios listens to a po podcast because they wanted to get features <laughs> in two separate episodes. <laughs> That's true. They did delayed it, so they got yeah. two hits. They did it just to get get two times onto the podcast. That's right. Ah. But but um, it's what we want, walk right? Like, I mean, the way they've described this game, it's so mouthwatering. Well, yeah, this is what they describe it as. Uh, the Walking Dead Onslaught invites players to assume the roles of their favorite survivors from the TV series, struggling against the relentless Walker threat whilst confronting both the horrors of humanity of this apocalyptic world. With an exclusive original story, visceral real motion melee and ranged combat, player progression and a full campaign mode, AMC and Servios deliver the most immersive The Walking Dead experience yet. Mm. But it, it was it was so funny. Like, I'm a fan of Walking Dead. Everyone's going, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. So, like, I was there with my poster flattening itself out in the mm -hmm. attic. 
going like because i told you guys just the, i put that one up new and then i've got a uh, walking dead poster that was waiting there to go up and then they dropped this news and i'm like i'm bloody nostradamus it was so yeah. it was so funny but uh i'm a huge walking dead fan and the melee combat in vr is what i'm looking forward to now how they you know there's some games where there's some resistance like you put an accident and then you have to kind of like work it, it, it out mm. i hope they have that that's all I'll well, say. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. We don't know much about the game so far yeah. other than the fact that it does have a single player and co-op modes. But there is one thing that they do mention in some of their press release, and that is a progressive dismemberment technology, <laughs> which they've uh, implemented in this game. So it does sound like, you know, you're going to be able to dismember zombies. You're going to be able to gut them and, you know, grab them and, and all this kind of stuff. I heard someone mention that you could grab them by the throat and push them away if they're like lunging towards oh, so you. So cool. that sounds super interesting as well. Um, so yeah, although we don't know much about it, I thought it was worth uh, mentioning and teasing about it. Uh, it's going to be releasing in the fall. Um, and yeah, hopefully we'll get some more information yeah. about this, this game over the next this coming was, weeks. This was more of a sneak peek. And I think at E3, they will, they will show off some, some, some gameplay. Oh. Right, and you're going to be going to E3, right, Nathy? Yeah, so I might try it. What oh. do you guys think it is, like, <laughs> in general? Like, honestly, what kind of genre? Honestly, based on the trailer, of course, this is a sneak peek. It kind of looks like you're just inside with a couple of friends and then having to defend your, uh, like, you know, compound. Like you did with Undead Development, where you have that to. That was what put I was things... going to say. Is, is it going to be something like Undead Development then? I really hope it's polish, not. Maybe. I also uh, don't uh, hope uh, so. But it, it looks like you're not really moving away shooter. from from where you where you are blocked. I yeah, no, I think on. that's the... there was a, so so there was definitely a uh, there was a there was a quote about the game that talked about it in a way that made it sound explicitly that it was essentially yeah equivalent to Left 4 Dead, like you know in, in its in its style so if it, if it is yeah and you've got melee combat in there you can assume some things about the game um and and it sounds exactly like what i'd want now i i would hope if they're going the left for dead route that they also include which was really important for multi online multiplayer mechanics the if a player is down and you don't help them up you're screwed because that helped left for dead become this highly social experience where if I did, if I don't help Mike up, and I'm just like, "Fuck you, Mike!" I'm going to the safe room. By the time I even get halfway there, I get eaten. Story you know, like... of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, but Mike. no, you're right. It, it it was like a teamwork game, right? And I, yeah. I really hope they push the teamwork element in this as well. I want that uh, because, like, that's what everyone's been wanting, right? Is a Left 4 Dead in VR. So they've got a perfect opportunity here. Mm -hmm. especially if, especially if valve don't pull out the but they have this us. and battle wake like i mean it's it's, it's yeah. crazy the, the cabinet of their games that they've developed servios is absolutely just gunning for it what? like in such a cool way with with yeah. the valve oh. index you can tickle like you know zombies and that way you let them die <laughs> look look forward to that um so the next bit of quick news is about youtube vr uh because we found out this this week that it's going to be a launch app on quest which is awesome because you know i think it was a little bit delayed when the go came out yeah. uh, came out uh, a while afterwards yeah. um but for those not familiar with youtube vr it means that you'll be able to watch vr 180 and vr 360 along with traditional video content uh, like this fine podcast on youtube with ease on on the quest um it's awesome for quest owners as they'll have access to this vast library of content straight out the bat and it's great for content creators as well like us uh, and others out there that produce vr video content and i know we we don't do it very often or personally we don't do it very often although we've dabbled in it i've dabbled in it before creating a vr 180 video i know that nathy uh, has dabbled in it as well 
Um, but now we've got a whole new audience out there of people that have quests mm -hmm. that are maybe interested in this content. So this could be kind of interesting yeah. for, for YouTube and, and Oculus. The cool feature is, is that you can also uh, join with a friend in there. It has like this big screen kind of mode where you can just uh, watch your stuff uh, together. Uh, I, I just wonder why YouTube isn't really promoting this app themselves that much. On Go, it had like a silent launch. Also with Quest, I'm kind of like, hey, YouTube, this is your moment, you know, push it. Because 180 yeah. and 360 is like, you know, really, really awesome. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. They, they, they could advertise it more, in my opinion. It's also on Steam, by the way. I think uh, a lot of people don't even know you can also just use YouTube VR on, on PC. Yeah. I didn't understand, like, I understood the in-browser component of YouTube VR. Like, you could go to YouTube, you could say, I've got a VR headset that I'm using, and you could get some kind of stereo imagery there. I didn't know about this discrete app until last week when mm -hmm. I was talking to Remarcus, and he's like, hey, go check out this video that I did. And yeah. he'd done one which has kind of floating uh, 3D elements. Um, mm -hmm. He's sitting in his room. He did look around his, like, studio slash man cave. And the presence that you get, um, interacting with a person who's, you know, broadcasting to you in that 180 or, or 360. Obviously, I've probably talked about the power of that in adult content, but when it comes to just, you know, saying a bit, saying the news or whatever, it's like mm -hmm. you can, to a, to an extent, size the person up. You get to feel like you're there. There's details yep. in the scene that you don't normally pick up. So I, I'm honestly now looking into it from a, from a broadcasting perspective. Can I 180... Uh, a live show because if i could do that i'd i'd love to because that it gives that additional element of immersion that you don't mm. otherwise see i don't think it's possible live yet maybe you can correct me if i'm wrong nathy but i think there's problems with that uh, everything is possible even that but it's it's a challenge yeah <laughs> it's possible if you have a yeah. camera that that is able to do that but having like you know gameplay and everything in 180 yeah, that that's like you know next level. It's gonna happen. Yeah. But the point future. is, like, are 180 cameras rated to run long, right? Because that's the problem that you get with with streaming with a normal camera. If it wasn't rated, because well, you burn it out, the, the well, sensors well, on them. My previous history with VR 180, I used the Lenovo yeah. Mirage, and that got overheated within 15 minutes. Uh, but that was a while ago now, and I know that the technology has progressed. Exactly. And since then, you know, Nathy's been on a a, a YouTube. Uh, approved Somewhere. VR 180 course, right? In yeah. London? Yes. Um, yeah, they, they, you have some cameras that can last longer, but then still you got to pay the price for that too. Yeah, all, I, all, I, all I just hope is that YouTube VR will be integrated into Oculus Rooms on Go and also when Oculus Rooms comes to Quest because I don't want to only watch uh, no. Facebook videos. I just yeah. want to be able to get access to all the platforms and watch videos. Vimeo, uh, I don't know, every everywhere. Because that's there something some, that um, I was annoyed by in the past. There are some interesting stats in the in the chat, though, from uh, Deep Rifter. He's saying that the, at the moment, there is nearly a million videos for VR on YouTube. What? Currently. Yeah. How, how, do you, how does he know that? And the quality wow. is <laughs> so good. The quality. The quality yeah. is just... <laughs> the, there are some good features, though. I, I watched, if anyone is looking into the 180 thing, and you've got to go, for instance, go download the YouTube VR app. Go check out the um, the Elton John announcement of his yeah. last run. That's really yeah. cool. You've seen it, Mike? Amazing. Yeah, it's really, really incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And also, and also uh, um, YouTube has a playlist themselves, too, with like curated uh, uh, 180s and 360s. Yeah, and Curoscope did an amazing one with sharks underwater that's worth checking out as well. I, I was wondering, like, if, if anyone has a list of these things. Like, does someone have a list of, like, 20 amazing 180 and 360 videos? Because um, if you've got it, and chat, please help us out here. If you've got it, link it. I'm curious. That would be a good video. Yeah.
Someone should make it. Putting it out there. Nope. Um, but quickly, rounding up the quick news this week is HP Reverb, because we talked about it last week. We said that we were disappointed that uh, we couldn't buy this headset. You know, it didn't seem like it was available in Europe or the UK. It launched on the 5th of May in the US. Uh, you could buy it from the US website. Well, only the Pro Edition, which was uh, $650. US um, But since then, uh, great news. HP have opened up pages in the UK and in Europe wow. on their official HP sites. And now you can sign up to get notified when they do go on sale. So okay. we don't know exactly when that will be, but you can register your interest. They'll send you a, uh, an email as soon as it goes on sale and you can buy it. Uh, like I said, it's $600 in the US. So it's likely going to be the same in British pounds. So 600 pounds. Not sure what the conversion is in euros. Um, but obviously the, the reason why this headset is interesting and it stands out from the crowd is that it has a high resolution display of 2160 by 2160 per eye, mm. uh, making it one of the highest resolution consumer VR headsets on the market right now. Mm. Now it's still a Windows mixed reality headset, which comes with its own issues. You know, it doesn't have the same tracking capabilities as a Rift S now uh, with its five insight cameras because uh, it just uses two front-facing inside-out inside, uh, inside out tracking cameras. And also the controllers are uh, mediocre at best and burn through batteries like nobody's business. Like a, a set of double A's will probably last you maybe three days, whereas, you know, with Rift S and Quest, a single double A has yeah. almost lasted me three weeks, four weeks uh, with heavy usage. So, yeah. Um, but this headset has been mainly built for B2B businesses, not with consumers in mind, although they did open it for consumers to buy, but it wasn't their focus. Mm. So that's why this headset doesn't match up with what you are looking for if you want to play games. But there is a certain type of gamer that will be particularly interested in this headset. Of course. And that is people that play racing games yes. and, and flight sim games. You know, this is the headset they've been looking for. And I think from what we've seen on all the yeah. early hands-on experiences, yeah. this is going to be the headset that delivers, you know, the sharpest resolution yeah. and clarity in a headset. comfort-wise, it's, it's really good. It's really good. It's yeah. one, like comfort-wise, one of the best ones I uh, I tried. I'm really keen. Damn it, you're going to make me want to buy this. Beckett, stop talking about it, Mike. Well, I, I know you've been talking at, looking at into the Odyssey, and I think maybe you should just skip past that one, go straight for the reverb. That's my plan. Uh, because you know, if you're going to ditch the controllers anyway and just use like a Hotas or a yeah. steering wheel setup, then you're going to get a great experience out of this headset. So uh, I think a lot of people in the in the Europe and the UK are going to be very happy about this news now. Just be if if you're able to empty your pockets that deep, then uh, <laughs> you should not, be not fine. everyone in the chat is convinced though, because we have Brian Bruce saying having owned a Lenovo Windows Mixed Reality set, I can s safely say I'll never buy another Windows Mixed Reality oh. uh, headset, regardless of the specs. But Lenovo, like you're comparing Lenovo, like Lenovo wasn't like yeah. I think it was one of the worst Windows MI headsets of the whole lineup. But also, what kind of games was he playing with it? You know. Was he playing traditional VR games, you know, yeah. or was he playing sim games? You know, I think the Halo, the Halo one on launch. You know? No, I'm curious because oh, reading into reading into that remark, like it sounds like he's talking almost like software stack. Like I'm not a guy; I've not owned a Windows mixed reality headset for many reasons to to date. But I'm wondering if I buy this headset and I go through setup, is there a software stack that differs, um, or am I just launching through Steam VR and there's compatibility then through Steam VR, you know, Windows mixed reality compatible software? 
so you run into um, Windows Mixed Reality Cliff House, which is their home environment. You can launch apps <laughs> from there. Seems space like changed. Um, but it, 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 but, it's also on Steam, by the way, nowadays. It's also so, compatible with Steam VR as well. Of yeah. Course. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you can you just be in your Steam VR home too if you want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Thank you for the answer. But yeah, you know, I, I'd be intrigued if uh, if people in the chat are interested to use it for sim games uh, yeah. particularly because i don't think I, I don't think i'd recommend it for any anything else because it's mm. you know it, although it's nice having this super high resolution but is it really <laughs> required for playing rec room or anything else i don't think so. someone in the chat just said uh, meet clippy uh, oh, remember that <laughs> clippy. Like, uh, <laughs> yes, oh my from... god <laughs> yeah with the little googly eyes yeah, yeah. that would Cute. be hilarious if they would have put that in there in your steam home like all of a sudden like a hello up, like that little paper clip thing <laughs> Yeah. Bill, maybe, Bill Gates is doing the tutorial voice for you. But maybe this is the headset that, you know, people will use for productivity because of the high resolution, maybe. I don't know. Well, like just like in general, if you look at the at, at uh, how the uh, HP Refurb is getting advertised, you see all these like business people sitting behind their desks, smiling with people trying it in, in their office. So like the whole approach they have with, with the HP Refurb is, is business. But again, it's nice yeah. that they open up for prosumers as well, because I don't think if you're a consumer, looking for a headset right now there's there there are way more options out there um so and that's yeah. a pending test like i don't know if disrupt or any of the other you know channels out there have done this where um have they done uh more than an hour in like microsoft office you know like actually working for a day has have any of you done it because i've been tempted to but for corporate microsoft policy office? i've not been able no no not what yet. you mean like using your desktop uh in yep. vr for a day Yes. Well, so essentially, doing. Um, I, I I I know nice. that uh, uh was like VR gaming evolved. Greg, he was one that like was almost only in VR using his desktop. But I feel like you you need to dedicate yourself to that and really want to live the VR life. On the on Twitter as well, I forgot I forgot who it was now who was using the Oculus Quest pass through to to view the keyboard, but then he would use that the. That was Tyrell, yeah. He was, was editing. He yeah, was editing right. in Premiere using the Rift S. Yeah, yeah. that was just that was this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really cool. So but I, I think I, we're, I think we're a long way away from that though. Real like productivity, everyday use. We're a long way, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's move it on to uh, releases then this week. Uh, pass it over to Zim to find out what we should be playing. There's so much stuff. So uh, juicy. Yeah. So Fifty titles. Zim, go. Pre prepare. <laughs> prepare your wallets. Is all I'm going to say. I've, I've got very few things for you this week. Very uh, a short <laughs> list. I've oh. cut it way back actually i will I, I will rattle off um a few things but i have us actually i've baked us a an oreo a playstation vr oreo sandwich uh layers of psvr and in the creamy center all that lovely may 21st stuff so to start <laughs> off another i like quizzing you guys at this point this game's been on pc it's coming to psvr in fact it landed yesterday so the big question is who's the first one going to be able to to, to name this game, and I will give you one clue. Fat Pokey Beat Sticks. Anyone? Borderlands. It's not Borderlands. Oh. Oh, okay. I'm gonna run I'm gonna run the I'm gonna run it as well. So you guys the, can see. The thing like where uh, like the, the pogo stick that they send us? Not the pogo stick one. Is it is it Trover? Pop stick. Not Trover. It is Beats Fever, which actually was my favorite beat game before Beat Saber launched, um, so a lot of people will probably see this and go "fucking clones." But actually, it, it was it was in the sandwich year um, between audio 
Shield and Beat Saber. Um, and this came out. And there's a few different ways to play it. Um, uh, you, you have these kind of fat, um, somewhat questionable looking rods that you use to poke beats as they come at you. And uh, this is launched, this launched as I said, on PSVR. So uh, it's got, they say, intuitive gameplay. I mean, you just you hit beats that are coming at you. But the point is that, and this is a bit different from the other things, there's basically a wall in front of you, a, a translucent wall. And as the beat arrives at the wall, you have to either jab it or slam it with this beat, this fat beat pokey you stick. Don't, you don't bop it? You can bop it or drop it or whatever you want to do, Mike, but you got to be with the cool kids <laughs> and, okay. uh, and oh, get these. No. So it's drum and dance. The thing I liked was the mix of music was quite a bit more um, uh, changed up. Let's say Beat Saber is kind of single category. So if you're looking at vanilla Beat Saber, there's some people who are like, I don't like that category of music. And I, you know, so before that ever came along, this, this had a kind of eclectic mix of four different tiers of music, 40 tracks, but it is fixed. There isn't an MP3 converter or whatever. There wasn't on PC before uh, PSVR. Of course, you're not going to have that ability to kind of inject your own music, but I actually liked it a lot. I liked the, the sampling of music. So if you are on PSVR and say that's your only headset and you, you missed out on everything else, you couldn't get enough of, you know, Beat Saber and similar rhythm games, this is actually a solid one, I can say. So really, But really, really if, if you had the choice between the two, <laughs> Beat Saber is the obvious choice, right? Yeah, but this isn't, this is not like miles behind. It's not like, um, it looks a bit funky, but when you're playing it, it's really good. It's really solid. I I, I still prefer the popstick uh, experience. Oh my God. I'm so glad I didn't I, touch I that. Think, oh I think God. these poke sticks, whatever you call them, they're a bit too big. They look like something completely different. Exactly. That's the oh, problem. Rowdy, please. <laughs> they belong in, um, what's that game series that, that ripped off GTA? Oh, uh, um, Saints Row. Saints Row. Saints Row. Yeah, there's a, there's a, <laughs> no, there's a no. brilliant picture. <laughs> no, no, don't start. Just, just Google uh, <laughs> Jason Rubin, Saints Row. <laughs> Treat yourself. <laughs> yeah. And then if you can't find it, just search for the uh, uh, color purple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Just oh. filter on the, on the color, color purple. You should be fine. Okay. So uh, drum roll, please. We're going to hit the May 21st stuff. Um, so the Oculus Quest and Rift S are launching, along with a whole plethora of games. Um, I will run down a number of names while this uh, trailer on a couple of those is uh, is dropping. Obviously, loads of people are excited for this. My list is probably not comprehensive, but you go ahead and tell me if it is or isn't. So I'm going to go and I'm starting with the stuff that's uh, that's free. So things like VR Chat and Bogo we mentioned earlier, Big Screen Beta, Rec Room, Poker Stars, uh, which I got to play a little bit earlier. Bit of a bit of a rough one that one actually. Um, hmm. First contact obviously came over as we were talking about before as one of those things from Oculus Studios. Epic roller coasters, which is a freemium model, so you get you know a track or two for free, a <laughs> bunch of game modes, and then a whole bunch of DLC. Bait, we mentioned YouTube VR, um, a whole bunch of different Oculus uh, apps as well that are in there. And in the the next tier category, we've got for ten dollars and i think equivalently four pounds um vader immortal i was not expecting in that spot but i think it's meant to be quite a a, a short game it's only meant to be like a couple hours of gameplay so um if i'm not mistaken mike it's it's episodic right and episodic exactly right. and it's just an hour from what i've heard so okay. i think you'll pay that for every subsequent episode 
Yeah, very good, very good. So a couple other things you've got in there. Uh, Nature Treks, I played that. It looks a, it's a gorgeous looking game if you're looking for something just to kind of relax in. Guided Tai Chi, which is actually really good if you want to learn Tai Chi. If you don't want to learn Tai Chi, it's not the app for you. <laughs> Apollo 11, the Quest Edition, which is which is very nice uh, from that Irish studio, um, VR Education. Wander, which we've played on things like Go, very good. It's got good multiplayer as well, I'd say. Um, National Geographic VR, which for me wouldn't launch when I played it on the press release, so I don't know what was up with that. Wait, wait, wait! You gotta buy. You gotta buy that one. Yeah, apparently you gotta buy it. It's tenner. So okay. Wow. I was so what do you surprised. what do you get when you buy it? I don't know, but National I couldn't Geographic. load the game, so you tell me. Is it like a subscription then? Like you get all the documentaries they make for free, or no? It, it's kind of an. It's, it's kind of an. It's a very mysterious one, actually. Uh, the one that I actually really liked, and I've you turned completely on Ocean Rift, is also in this category. Oh for man, a classic! It's classic, and they've classic. really done the graphics in the Quest very well. Um, and I think the the darks and blacks and things in that are are, are really good on on Quest. Oh. So I just wanted to call that wow. one out as well. Um, and in the fifteen dollar category, we've got a few games. I mentioned the one a bit earlier, Ballista, which is a strategy game, virtual virtual reality. If anyone hasn't played that, that's a must play. Yeah, that's good. Ultra Wings, Nathy was mentioning a bit earlier. Space Pirate Trainer, which I gave a go to, really do it justice. That's great. Um, Fruit Ninja VR is decent uh, as well, okay. but for fifteen yeah. for fifteen bucks, again, you're gonna have to be a big fan of it. We've got Angry Birds. Keep talking, nobody explodes. VR Carts, which is a lot better than I was expecting it to be if you like multiplayer racers. It's come yeah. a long way, actually, Mike. And, yeah, um, me and Nathy played it on Go, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and only, only, only do it if you if you want to play multiplayer with yeah, yeah. VR Carts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The AI isn't really worth it. A few other <laughs> titles. Okay, going up, the, going up the tier. We're into 20 bucks now, $20. Ooh. So Virtual Desktop, which is good fun, good capability is on that one. Dead and Buried 2, I'm looking forward to. Job Sim, I'd say it's true to Job Simulator on Rift. Thumper as well, quite a lot better than it was on, on Go. So if you are looking to play Thumper, it's doable now. Apex Construct, I did play that as well. That's that's actually really solid in the game. The bow has some issues with the controllers, I would just mention. And, okay. yeah. and the game has not been built uh, from the ground up for walking locomotion, so you sometimes just get stuck in the, in the levels you play, and it's kind of annoying. So teleportation is the... Is the best way to go at, at some parts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tilt brush, Racket Fury, I think Rowdy said, or was it Nathan? Who who liked Racket Fury? Rowdy? Yeah, that was Rowdy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely want to get a game of that. Rush is quite good as well. I played that. The visuals in that are, are fantastic on the quest. That's an intense one, by the way. Yeah, it is a little <laughs> intense. I don't like that game. <laughs> um, <laughs> Face Your Fears 2 and Shadow Point, both of which I know Mike will be nodding along to. And yes. now that moves us up into the $25 category. So 25 bucks, what are you going to get? Um, I Expected to Die by Shell Games, a classic. And I think that is done very, very well. It's, when mm -hmm. it starts off and it runs the trailer, you're going to have a smiler on your face uh, for the game. because The that soundtrack is, one of the, is so good. The soundtrack is really, really solid in that one. The, the, the only thing I would say about that is that it's five missions and... You could blitz through them fairly quickly if you solve them quickly. It's, it's short in quality, yeah. But I, but like you say, it's very polished. Yeah, I agree. And there are the, a, a little bit of the charm is is of the game is like doing things wrong as well. Oh yeah. yeah. Like if if you do everything right, <laughs> then you miss like like seventy five percent of the game. Yeah, Mike is Mike say. is just too smart for games like that. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is very efficient when he plays his games. I we we know that. So um, a little bit more here. Super hot at the $25 uh, range. So, several of us have played that, and that's quite good on Quest. 
Exorcist Legion VR. I've played that. That's the complete series. So you get, I think, oh, all five modules of it. That's a lot more heart-stopping than I initially gave it credit for. So if you're looking for a fear factor, that's a good one. You've got Creed and Box VR. Of those two, I like Box VR better, but that's just my kind of bag. Robo Recall, the um, unplugged edition. So I don't know what's different about that. I know we covered it a couple of weeks ago. Beat Saber, of course. Sorry, we're into the the thirty dollar uh, area now. So Beat Saber is actually a bit pricier than it used to be. Yeah, at thirty bucks. Yeah. They did mention they were hiking the price up. Fair enough. It's you know, and the reason it... why is because they came out of early access. Yeah, but but it doesn't include the Monster Cat DLC, from what I understand. Correct. Yeah, I don't. So it, it is quite pricey um, for what you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's still a solid game. I, I totally recommend it still, but it, it seems strange that they've hiked up the price quite a bit just for the quest release and they're not having cross buy. It seems like a bit of a double dare I say it crash cash grab yeah. type cash situation. Grab. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, well, while they're at the top, they might as well. You know, people will still. It, do it's it. going to sell anyway. So yeah. yeah. But then the, you got you got Journey of the Gods, Dance Central, Moss, and Sports Scramble, and having played around with. Sports scramble a little bit more now. Not the tennis part. Haven't done the bowling. Um, that's really quite good fun. Very well developed title, I'd say. So um, I'm going to leave my opinion on that one open for the time being. We sports VR. And then I still off, like that one. Off, I still enjoy it. Off of off of this lovely list at the top of at the top of the the tier, Orbis for forty dollars. As we said before, wow. It's an MMO. So we'll remember again. You're not paying a subscription. So MMO players will be like, okay, that's probably pretty fair. But to the rest of us, it might look a little bit steep. I did jump in. Works flawlessly just as it did on desktop. And actually, I liked it a lot better on Quest than I did on PC. I think I, it's not having the cable. I, I, do, I do feel like like Arbus is the one of the most downgraded games I've seen for Quest. Mm. Uh, interesting. Okay. Okay. I, I would it's, still, said... like, it's still about, like, for me, it's about the gameplay. But seeing the, you know, the videos out there, I'm like, whoa, okay. They really had to, you know, tone it down a, a bit. Try Poker mm. Stars and let me know what you think. Because that, comparing it to the Rift build is jaggy. It is. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I heard you mention that. I was intrigued. So can you elaborate a little bit more on it? Uh, they have toned down textures, uh, scene elements. Things are jaggy all over the place. It just doesn't look like it's been, it's had enough time in the buff room to buff Funny. out what it needs for for a quest. card game but the thing is people are don't you even start with me rowdy i will take you <laughs> i will take your legs um but aside from that i think it's a uh it's gonna still play you're still gonna be able to sit down and play okay. and stuff so mm. um that's not so so, okay. so that means we're having 49 titles on quest then so, <laughs> so you have you have a feck ton of options i think as mike said before um i think the price tierings for most of those games is pretty fair uh, as i said mm -hmm. beat sabers uh, you know we said beat sabers on the high side now um but we found in God. the chat a question actually is there also a battle royale game in there i mean i know that Rec Room has a battle royale mode i don't even know if that is available on Rec Room on the core no oh, yes. I, I i i said it like at the start that it's not uh yeah it's not yeah no. maybe standout might come out who knows maybe. standout well, onwards i think i think the first competitive shooter we're gonna see is is maybe onwards Mm -hmm. But yeah, they were specifically sense. asking for uh, a battle, battle royale. royale. The battle as far royale, as I know, onward doesn't. Battle matter. royale on on quest, I thought is coming. It's just in the pipeline. They haven't pushed it yet. I, 
Okay. I, I hope they can get that working because uh, my PC experience with that was uh, that was intense to run mm -hmm. because there are so many players in there. Interesting. Uh, it's it's I don't know if the Quest can do that, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll... maybe they have smaller rooms. Could be like VR Chat also has Quest uh, only rooms nowadays. <laughs> four, so. four player be four player battle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two people. Two people. Yeah. <laughs> reality. You're on an island. Go right. All right. So that, yeah. that's it for the cream of the Oreo. Let's move on to the end of the cookie. So um, this is another PSVR title and reminds me very much of Microsoft Golf, a title I used to love back in the day. So this is Everybody's Golf VR launching on PSVR on the 22nd of May. Um, there's a free demo available at the moment and has been out since the 8th of May. You step onto the course like you never were before. Uh, you get to do all kinds of things like you'd expect. I think, you know, there's just a special kind of zen uh, to being on a virtual green like this. It's got, um, it's got, you know, teeing and pitching and putting and all the things that you could kind of expect to happen in a PSVR title. It does have dual shock and move controller support. Um, and the price, a little bit steep, $24.99. Uh, but if you're into your golf, then I think you'd probably swallow that no problem. Um, I have two other quick announcements. Unless anyone has any reactions to golfing. No, real quick. In between, we have a, a tip from Game Science Teacher who said that Orbis is actually on sale right now for $30 uh, for the Oculus Rift and cool. it will be uh, cross-buy. Cross -buy. So... Yeah. Good tip. That's a good tip. Yeah. All right. Two small pieces of news. Firstly, you might have expected me to be talking about Five Nights at Freddy's as previously we mentioned that was to launch on the 21st. Due to marketing reasons, they've decided to bump that a week to the 28th. No doubt to get away from the train wreck that is the May 21st Oculus Everything landing. It makes sense um, yeah, for them. So FNAF we'll talk about next week. A little bit of a teaser there. And then finally, a little bit of a content update for a game that uh, many of us are a fan of, which is Firewall, uh, Firewall Zero Hour Operation Nightfall. Uh, which is which is landing. So you can expect uh, Firewall players on PSVR will appreciate new maps, UI and environments, new contractors. Those are the characters you play with who have special perks, levels, trinkets, and face paints. I'm oh. certainly looking to get some more mm. trinkets on my gun. That's a little doohickey you attach <laughs> to your gun, and it waggles about as you're shooting people to death. And doohickey. And and what and what did you, what do you then say? Thank you, Uncle Frank, for giving us right. another update. Thank you, Uncle Frank. <laughs> yes. Also, yeah. where the heck is Borderlands, Zim? Like, I thought it was going to launch this month because based on the disclaimer that was in the PlayStation VR trailer, this would be the month yeah. for it to actually launch. Maybe, maybe they're delaying it because of all the craziness that's going on on the maybe. 21st as well. I don't know, but I, all I can say on the back of all of that is this has been the heaviest release news week mm -hmm. that we've had. Um, I am done um, lifting weights on this side and like back to you. Sir. So just quickly, quickly ask you guys uh, before we move on, what's the quest title that you're most hyped about coming out next week? Uh, go on, Zim. Oh no, no, you got to give me a little bit of time. I got to, I got to check this. Go on then, Nathy. Go on. I, I would say Star Wars. Yeah, same. Star Wars here. What about you, Rowdy? Yeah, uh, Star Wars. I, I want to know what it oh, is now. You just don't care. <laughs> you oh. just no, too cool I do. For Star of Wars. Course, <laughs> but I'm always because I'm, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I, I mm -hmm. I'm. I'm scared of getting disappointed or I'm okay. scared of like just being pleased with whatever it is because it's Star Wars. Okay. Like I'm a little bit in between those things. What about you, Mike? You're Star Wars. Yeah. Star so, Wars. so it's three for Star Wars and only based on my demo of it, I've got to say Dead and Buried 2. Like the first one didn't, I wasn't that smitten with, but this whole kind of play Quake in VR thing, 
I want to mm -hmm. play Quake. Anymore. Okay, so fair. Uh, well, well, like we just t spoke about, you know, Quest games, but what about Rift S? Like, what kind of launch titles does the Rift S has? Ah, that's a good question. <laughs> because it, up at all. it doesn't I'm, have any. Asgard's, it doesn't have any. Is, is, isn't Asgard's Wrath coming out with the with the Rift S and Defector and Storm? Because those are like the three titles that are also like on the box. No, they're they are, not coming out with Rift S. But that's weird because it's on that's the box. Weird. Yeah, but then and you're like they're... you're opening it up. You're like, whoa, I can play these games because they are on the box. And then you figure out that it's not actually. Yeah. But, yeah. but it, it should have some launch titles, right? I mean, of course you can play the back catalog, but still, you should spice it, it up a bit and make it, you know, I don't know, maybe this is me. It, it, it makes perfect sense if you think of it this way. They want to launch the quest. Yeah. Yes, and of that course. And is, that is where the attention needs to go to. And yeah. if they would release Stormlands at the factor, then part of that budget and part of that yeah. attention is I, going away. Yeah, I totally understand, but why then, why then launch it at the same time as the quest? That's just, that's then very dumb to do because they ran out of rifts. <laughs> who I, knows? I, who knows? But those those titles will be okay. coming in the summer. Yeah, but okay. let's move on to Minecraft because uh, we had some big news from Microsoft this week as they celebrate their tenth anniversary of Minecraft and announced a brand new Minecraft game which hasn't been out in years, and that is Minecraft Earth. Now this is going to be a free augmented reality game available on iOS and Android mobile devices, allowing you to create, explore, and survive like never before. So for example, you can let your imagination run wild and build something epic in Minecraft at home on the app, and then go out in the real world and then place it in a real world location and it will stay there. So you could go to your local park, you could go to your local town and then share what you've created at home to others that are walking around your real life environment, which I think is a really, There's really gonna cool. There's going to be so many penises in my neighborhood very, you know, very soon. What? Because of you, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. You're like, the, you're like the digital vandalist, you know, oh, going out there. I can't believe it. I, my brain was trying to work it. I was like, what did he say? Did he police it? Police it? And it's like penises. Oh my God, Rowdy, Jesus. Yeah. But if you want to collaborate and build something together, you know, maybe you've got a friend, Rowdy, that want to build something, an even bigger one. You can do it. You can do it together out and about, which oh is kind of cool. Um, but a bit like uh, Pokemon Go, uh, whilst you're on your travels, you can collect uh, mobs, which are like in-game characters. You can gather resources, and you may also encounter enemy mobs as well, which you can fight, and that's kind of the survival element of it. Um, so yeah, it's kind of interesting that this is coming out. Uh, I was kind of a bit disappointed that the big news wasn't that Minecraft was coming to Quest, because I think that's everyone in the VR space anyway was particularly even, excited even, about even that. On, even on the Go, people were waiting for it. Yeah. Well, well, you're absolutely right, because um, for those that don't know, uh, Minecraft actually released on the Gear VR um, and it was available. You could buy and it. It also it also launched on Oculus Home. Yes, um, but it never officially came to go, even though a lot of people oh. out there bought the game, yes. downloaded it, sideloaded and... it and then played it on Go, which it worked amazingly well. Um, but yeah, we still don't have it on Quest, which is a bit disappointed because even John Carmack is a big advocate of Minecraft. So I'm really surprised but they haven't I, pushed hard for this. I'm also surprised that it's still, uh, in this day, the official Minecraft is just a, uh, uh, well, let's say, seated experience with a gamepad. Mm. Uh, Vivecraft is still the best example you could go for mm. with Minecraft and VR. Yep. 
Yeah. I didn't actually course, know that the or, girl or, or was... do you use like a Xbox controller too? <laughs> I didn't know the you girl know? was sideloaded actually. Mike and I, you know, I'm, I've been an admin on Minecraft server for about seven, yeah. eight years now. And uh, we run Vivecraft servers and 1.14.1 servers. And uh, that's that's news to me. I, I'd, I'd seen things like they'd, you know, done Doom and stuff like mm -hmm. that, but I'd never seen Minecraft. So that's good. I'll have to look up that. Yeah, th there's there's guides out there on YouTube to, to show it. you how to officially buy the game so you're not pirating it. We don't condone piracy. Uh, so you can buy the game and then download the APK, sideload it on your Go, and then experience it on Go. And it will run really well on the Go as well compared to, uh, you know, a, a Samsung Galaxy S7, mm. for example. So I did I did see Tariel uh, sideload Minecraft to the Quest, but I don't think he got it to work in the end. Well, no, because of course the the sixed off controllers aren't going to translate, so uh, you know that's the problem. But really, you know, I'm sure there probably is conversations going on behind the scenes between Oculus and Microsoft, but it's just one of those things that they just maybe haven't come to an agreement yet. Uh, but going back to this AR uh, game, you know, Minecraft Earth, I think it's kind of interesting. It's you know, especially because of the popularity of Pokemon Go, it'll be interesting to see how this is received because I know there's a, a huge dedicated minecraft community out there like you know practically every younger sort of generation child within my sort of family is obsessed with minecraft so i'm sure they're going to go nuts for this yeah. and they always play it on a mobile anyway just, so it kind of makes sense just don't let them play with Rowdy. even now still i'm surprised by that because i thought it would be like you know like the attention has like dropped off a little bit and like Fortnite like jumped in it's, at all. It's because the 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 possibilities are endless. You can build whatever you want to build that your imagination is capable it's of like, dreaming up. It's like World of Warcraft, I'd say, Rowdy, because mm. they keep coming out with new expansions. For instance, the most recent expansion, which was the biggest one that I've seen content update. You know, you could go and explore underwater now, which which you know, just like in the same percentages of Earth. I don't know what Minecraft's procedural engine draws, but let's say sixty percent is is water. Before water was boring, there wasn't anything underneath. Now they're sucking pirate ships with treasure that then have maps that show you where to go. All that kind of stuff is out. It's, so it's it's actually, it's they've done a very good job of feeding their player hmm. base and giving people reasons to come back yeah. again. But hmm. I wanted to just say about this, um, about Minecraft Earth in general, Mike, I kind of feel like the most important pivot point for me in the entire thing about game design is our blocks, uh, the, there's a persistent nature to the world, right? So are they going to be... They, they talk about scalability. So you can like create a, uh, a, a, an intricate structure and have it on your desk, or you can have a giant tower out there. I've found that to take it back to the VR side, comparing between HTC's home offering and Oculus's home offering, the thing I liked the most was fixed scale in Oculus. So in other words, this couch is this size. You can put it down, but you can't like make it tiny and put it on a seat or whatever. I've preferred that lockdown method to the free range, I can make a banana whatever I size I want it in HTC's home environment. So, but but, but in the end, like the stuff you're talking about in in Steam VR Home are toys because in the end, actual furniture stuff you had to bake that in with like a three D world, so you couldn't even do but, that. But in most the first objects place. are scalable, though, you know. So well, so what what you're saying, so saying is, is is how that relates to this in that you're hoping that it scales. Like there is a size for outside stuff and a size for inside stuff. Yes, exactly. There's no like scaling Fixed. in between. Right. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. because otherwise the canvas gets skewed, you know, yep. quite substantially. Yep. And so I think if that that's going to be a real letdown if if it is just let the player decide, you know. Um, but, yeah. but otherwise, because because the whole thing about Minecraft is, and this is what Notch Marcus Person, the designer, originally meant was 
you know, a block is basically one meter by one meter by one meter. That's it. Right. That's your cube. And the whole world is mm. of a certain scale and it's proportional in VR when you step into it. Because of that reason, if you start taking that cube down to the size of an apple, it changes the whole um, dynamic dynamic yeah. of the game, you know? So, so with that aside, are you excited about this? Because, you know, oh, you're... Yeah you know you enjoyed pokemon go you enjoy minecraft so this would be like the perfect game for you it, it I, I love it especially the thing that gets me is is the same thing that got me in daisy persistence persistence multiplayer uh world where i can go and check out rowdy's wonderful phallic creations yeah amazing. i can't wait they were old true to scale and the and thing the, is <laughs> and, 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 and don't forget you can climb it too yeah, yeah. Right. one so, meter by one meter you say yeah the, the thing with this show. game though uh and i am excited about it don't get me wrong but what i don't like is that we're, we're still seeing the world through that your phone window oh, okay. and i kind of touched on this earlier with when i was talking about project north star this yeah. augmented reality headset that you can build yourself and i just think these these apps are great fine for kids that, that don't care, they just have a phone, look through the window and they can see the creations they've made in the real world uh, using augmented reality. But when you watch the trailer, they don't show the phone that much. They only show it at the beginning and they only show it at the end. The rest is her skateboarding around the world and these uh, amazing creations popping up in the world around her yeah. as if she could see them with her own eyes. Well, that's just not the case. But it's that's, kind of a that's, bit... that's what you call marketing because if they did it your way, it would be boring to even have this trailer on the internet in the first place. Oh, that's interesting because that's... that's not the way I... The way I saw the, the trailer was um, that every time they show an entity and it's got uh, that, that kind of transparent surround was that it... that's actually just a phone. Yes, yes, you're right. And it, it is, but you're right in as well, Nathie. It's clever marketing. But what I want to see, and yeah. I'm sure what will happen one day, <laughs> is where we just wear glasses, skate around our world, and we can actually see those real yeah. life uh, Mike, objects. Mike, Mike, you're fire ahead of your time. But just lenses. Oh, I'm an oracle. Screw the glasses. There's, an, there's, another, there's like another really important part of the game design that we got to touch on, which is Minecraft uh, survival versus creative. You have to collect your resources and they said yes. that that's the same thing in this so you will have to collect the pieces that you want to then build yeah. and yeah. the beauty of that in a game world is that like what i've made took effort and mm. that's why a lot of minecraft clones that don't include that aspect totally just didn't get the point it's like it's because it took me effort that yeah. it is a value to me and it's why other people might look at something i created and say wow zim that's really cool you made that and i can see it took time and sometimes in minecraft you're teetering on the top of this like high precipice trying to put some blocks down. You fall to your death in melting lava or whatever. And and that's the whole thing. It's like building the Empire State Building. If you want to, you know, take a Rowdy's lovely analogy. I hope that didn't work. So, is, is this is like soon you see Rowdy running over the highway, getting chased by creepers that aren't there. And, and Zim chilling in his house, uh, having like a rave party with villagers, uh, you know, uh, dealing uh, illegal, uh, I don't know, diamonds or something. I don't know. But I think just like Pokemon Go, I think this will encourage people to go outside exactly. as a family, explore their own environments to collect these resources, yeah. to then yeah. be able to build these things, to then share with their friends. So I think just like Pokemon Go, it will have a positive effect on people oh, getting yeah. out and about. It, it, cool. it, like I think Micros is really, you know, it, it celebrates creativity and it also is a very educational, uh, you know, app. Yeah. So if you're interested, uh, it is going to be free. Uh, you can sign up now for the Ooh. beta of Minecraft Earth uh, on their official website. And if you're 
involved in the beta, you'll get access to it this summer. Uh, when the game will be officially re- launching, not quite sure. Maybe nearer the end of the year. Just, well, I, just, I, I hope they um, don't miss summer because that was a really important timing part of Pokemon Go's uh, Oh, yeah, for sure. Because when it starts to get cold, UK yeah. people don't go outside. That's true. That's true. Even Imagine- when it's hot, UK people don't go outside. <laughs> Imagine like entering a Rowdy's, uh, you know, town, and you suddenly see this giant thing popping up in the middle, and it's like a town square. That's where everyone meets. In He's got Rowdy's a mission city. now. He's got a mission. How yeah. have we got? Exactly. I, I've never played Minecraft before, but maybe now I should. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've got him onto it now. Um, <laughs> but let's round up the show then. Finally, talk about uh, the Vive Pro I, uh, because uh, from this week, starting from the 15th of May, you can order the new headset from HTC. Uh, it's going to be shipping around the end of May, although you could only pre-order if you're in Europe or China. Uh, no word on a US release just yet. So uh, it's kind of a bit disappointing, really. A bit of a strange move, but it is what it is. Uh, it's kind of strange that for a change that Europeans get access yeah. to it early for a change. Um, Yay, interesting we to did see it. What the, we the did US it finally. Say about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But for those uh, not aware, this is essentially the same headset as the Vive Pro. It's just got Toby eye tracking modules added to it. Uh, so just to sort of reiterate the specs, it's got two 1440 by 1600 pixels per eye AMOLED displays, which run at 90 hertz with a 110 degree field of view. Of course, it's compatible with Steam VR, just like the, the HTC Vive and Vive Pro. It's got a mechanical IPD adjustment and a Halo style head strap with built-in audio. Uh, the only way to tell, actually, between a OG Vive Pro and a Vive Pro I, from the outside anyway, is the light blue rings around the two front-facing cameras. Uh, visually, that's the only difference. Obviously, you'll notice if you turn it around, you'll see the, the tracking elements around the lenses. Um, but a lot of you are probably asking, like, what are the benefits of eye tracking? Well, certainly from a business perspective and enterprise, which is really what this headset is marketed at, it's a lot easier to navigate UI if you're just looking at the UI and then clicking a button rather than moving a wand, especially for those that are new to VR. Um, and I know that enterprise, you know, VR is a relatively new thing. So to push this forward, it just makes everything much easier for people, which is which is good. Um, other great sort of benefits are dynamic foveated rendering. We've talked on this on the show before. Uh, it basically means that as it's tracking your eyes, where you're looking on the display, that will be rendered at the highest possible clarity and everything else around it will be rendered at a lower quality. So that's kind of like a, a performance saving benefit of yeah. using eye tracking technology. I, I, w- I would definitely watch that episode back. I think we were also talking about what uh, Facebook was doing in that that same area. It's a, it's a super yeah. cool uh, episode. Yeah, and if you look on the Quest, uh, you know, if you look at our Quest footage from the last couple of weeks, um, you'll notice that they use fixed foveated rendering. So you'll notice in the video output, because it shows it in the video as well, that the the center cir- circle is very clear. Yeah. The the further you go out, the more pixelated it gets. But with with obviously eye tracking technology and dynamic foveated rendering, it that circle moves with your eye movement. So it's very clever. But but wait wait, um, does this headset at this point in time? already do foveated rendering i don't think so <laughs> no right no it's just a general it's, it's, benefit exactly uh, okay. th- there could be the way that i see it is this headset is very interesting for people who are making advertising campaigns or something like that you know because yes. they can track the eyes and they can see like oh this is what people are more drawn to yeah. like psychological research that will be very interesting to see like you know are oh, people are more drawn to this so from, yeah. uh, from a consumer perspective at this point in time 
Yeah. It's for the companies, only one, right? For, for companies, um, you At can buy... Point, purchasable on shelves. I believe so. Yes, I believe so. But yeah, you're right. From a you know a product marketing perspective, you know companies out there to do product uh, market yeah. research, get a load of people in, use this headset, see which uh, products stand out on a yeah. shelf more. It's great that's, for them as well. That's why you usually see these headsets getting used the, the most with like you know a, a car uh, standing mm. in the middle and people walking around it. You know because you can track. Uh, everything people see and, and think like, oh, mm, I do okay. find it strange then that they don't advertise it like that. Because if you look at the trailer, you know, you see Fallout 4 and like, you know, games. And I'm like, but that's to, not... Yeah. To be fair, we, to be fair, we're showing the original Vive Pro trailer because there isn't a trailer for the Vive Pro <laughs> I know, yet. I know, um, but even that. But yeah, like I, 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 I do kind of agree. Um, but again, it's more towards I, business end. I do, I do feel like compared to the Vive Pro, you know, they, they have toned down that marketing strategy with the pro eye. Um, mm. you know, the first time we heard about it was CES mm -hmm. and that's, that's the right place to announce it because that's for, you know, businesses. Um, and again, you know, uh, their marketing comes out of China and sometimes doesn't well translate here and you're mm -hmm. like, Whoa, okay. Is this some kind of next level gaming device? It's just, you know, it, they have to, let's say the marketing Rowdy was talking about where you show a fallout in this case, they didn't show up fallout with, you know, the, the, the Vive Pro I mm. um, is something that in China would totally work. Yeah, like for me, um, the thing that I think will be really interesting uh, is for social applications in the future. I think yeah. a headset like this will be really interesting then because once you've got eye tracking integrated with a social application and your eye movements are represented in real time on your avatar in a virtual world, that will make the sense of presence and the fact that you're talking to a human being True. way more compelling. But a lot of that can actually already be done softmatic. They can actually yeah. estimate fairly accurately where your eyes are going to be located in a certain scene or when you're talking or so. Right, because I mean, they do I that really well in Rec Room, right? A lot to presence. I agree mm. with that, but I don't see the need at this point in time to already have eye tracking for that. Can I just inject a funny idea here? Uh, it just kind of dropped into my brain, but you know when we moved from handwritten letters to typography, you lost the personal element of uh, of like a handwritten note and knowing what someone's signature looked like. I wonder if through a lot of the um, AI and kind of interpolation that, that is being done now through these engines, RTX cards, all the different things that we're doing, including this eye tracking piece, where you've got the kind of guesswork engine going, it's going to kind of gloss over uh, those eccentricities of someone's eye motion, uh, potentially in their avatar that they're that you're viewing in that social application. And I like your your point, Mike, about it. And I think you're you're spot on that that is probably one of the most interesting parts because the face is so important, and mm -hmm. it's something that I have. I've said before. I think like uh, Alt Space and other apps to just don't do it right. Like you want to look at a person, not a robot. And I think. A lot of a lot of what they do there from a design decision point, I think, is is misguided in my opinion. Um, but this is where it's going to come back on track again. Mm -hmm. And the only final comment I'll make about it is, Mike, my eyes are up here, and that's it. Oh, well, exactly. But you know, you know, like Rowdy said, you know, in Rec Room and other applications, they do a really good job of mimicking what they think your eyes would look like by your head gestures and your hand movements. But I think when you do replicate that one to one with your own eye tr eye tracking, that it will make a really compelling social experience. Exactly, but again, yeah. 
this doesn't exist yet. This is all hypothetical and potentially in the future, yeah. because like I said, it's for business really right now, because when you look at the prices, yeah. um, do tell us the know, prices, please. <laughs> okay. So right now the price in the UK and the U S for the normal OG Vive pro full kit that includes controllers, 2.0 base stations, all the cables, everything you need, headset, yeah. etc. That is uh, 1,299 British pounds and 1,399 US dollars. So you can get now, four to four and a half quests for one Vive. But, but again, you gotta, you got to keep in mind this is for businesses. I know. You know, really. Um, it, is, it is interesting to see how um, like Vive is moving in the other direction, right? If you well, compare it to like what Oculus is doing. Yeah, totally opposite. It's it's we, no surprise. Like they recently, like this year, but also last year, they gave a couple of interviews talking about that they are moving into the enterprise section. Yeah. They booked a lot of success there. So they are not, let's say, competing with Oculus in any way anymore. Yeah. yeah. In terms of like uh, this Vive Pro I full kit. Hmm. So in the UK, it's 1,499 US dollars. So you pay a 200 pound premium for the Toby eye tracking modules. Hmm. Um, it's expected to cost 1,599 US dollars, although we don't know that for sure um, mm. just yet. Um, also, if you're a business enterprise consumer and you're sort of buying this, uh, they also suggest that you pay an additional 200 pounds or additional $200 for the Vive Enterprise Advantage package, which gives you a two years warranty and extended support and is also required for commercial use makes sense yeah so you're gonna buy it for a business you're gonna have yeah uh, but i think what what on. the biggest the, the biggest thing that i'm that, that that annoys me about this is that i really like the idea of eye tracking technology i'd really like to play around with it hmm. um but the problem is if you already bought a vive pro as a business or a consumer you just you can't upgrade no. and buy these modules separately and just install them yourself you just that you just can't do that it's not possible yeah. and well, you just you can't buy the headset on its own either. You have to buy it as a full bundle. There should be an program. You just open another market there. If someone sells this stuff and you can plug it into a Vive, into a Rift, or mm. that would be super fun. But if it's not native, you lose your warranty. So the I I, I think you're right, Mike. It doesn't make it. it, it it's <laughs> it's tough if you just written um, <laughs> you know you just purchased ten of these things. That's not a small piece of change. To then have to convert what six twelve months later, yeah, exactly. But I think uh, I think you're right. You know, uh, Rowdy touched on it. You know, all these big companies are now sort of all sort of going in different directions. You've got Oculus targeting the mainstream and making headsets really affordable and very accessible, and then you've got Valve going, yeah, we want to target the enthusiast market with a high end headset and these really amazing hand controllers for hand presence in VR. And then you've got HTC saying, yeah, well, we're going to kind of go down the business and enterprise market and really sort of focus on the Asian market as well. And maybe yeah. not so much in the Western yeah. market. So it's kind of like these Game of Thrones houses that are kind of going in different directions. But okay. I'm sure at some point in the future, they're all going to meet up and have a big epic fight. So and, 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 then, and don't forget about, you know, Nintendo now filling up the gap for kids to be able to yeah. play VR. Yeah. Mm. And then we have Sony that is kind of getting into the ballpark of Quest because we're, we're kind of in the same same area in terms of, let's say, content. I'm not saying like in terms of headset, it's different, mm. of course, but you kind of have the same play style. Uh, going on there so i'm, I'm yeah. very uh 
very curious uh, what's going to happen. You know, this, as I said, this year. see that, uh, that the market appears to be big enough to support different markets, right? Yeah, like I think within VR, there's, there's sub-niches within this niche, you know. There yeah. is a headset for everyone, but there isn't an all-encompassing headset to rule them all just right now. And, and, you know? and more importantly, it's it's apparently it's profitable. Otherwise, yeah. they wouldn't do it, right? Which is great. So, yeah. uh, there, there is something worth mentioning. Obviously, we still don't know about the Vive Cosmos much, uh, which is a headset that HTC teased at CES, yeah. which hopefully we'll know more by the end of the year. If they release that this year, I think uh, maybe they could yeah. sort of take some of that. They got to start back. doing that now because exactly. no one really knows what it exactly is. And there's still a lot of confusion going on. If you don't bump up that marketing, then yeah. it's going to yeah. be late, late. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that is uh, our show this week. So let us know in the chat if you've got any questions for us. Could be about uh, what we've been up to. It could be about what we've talked about on the show. It could be about anything. Just fire away. I'll reiterate yeah. the show times. So just a reminder, it's a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. Also check out the audio version available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Anchor. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to the YouTube channel or leave us a nice review on iTunes because that does actually really help us out. And slap a like on on this uh, on this uh, live stream. <laughs> Let like us we, know we gotta, you, you care. Like that smash button. Yeah, exactly. We've we got a couple of questions. We've got the DJ Gaming TV asking if he can receive a free Oculus Quest. Uh, <laughs> we got uh, Stefan Anderson mentioning that Pimax is going open source, which is uh, a big thing. Um, I have picked up something off that, but I don't really know what part of it is going open source. Uh, I don't know mm. if anyone of you has anything. Uh, I, which which part of it is going open source? I think I think we should uh, uh, t- talk more about that in the next. Uh... Because yeah. I wanted to say something, but I'm not completely sure anymore what it was. No. <laughs> yeah, we will talk about that in the future, I think, because I think it is an interesting direction that they're going. Um, you know, Pimax have always been a fairly interesting company doing something, again, very differently from what everyone else is up to. Um, so, yeah, maybe we'll touch it on that in another episode. So, yeah. Stand low, stand low, Pimax confirmed. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, be there's a question here that I think is really interesting from Mad Monk. How big is the VR community? How do we answer that? All I know, he... all I know is that it's growing exponentially right now. Yeah. You know, um, particularly with the Quest, I've never seen, I've never seen this kind of hype around a VR product since the original Rift. Uh, there was a little bit of hype around the Go. We were all pretty excited about it as well, but the 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 level of hype around Quest has just been insane. I think, it, which is it, great. It, it, again, it has the potential to to bring us close to mainstream VR. Yeah. Yeah, what, what, a big what, potential. I got a question for you guys then, uh, pivoting off of that. What do you think, As if you were a gamer, you, you'd, you'd been on flat life the whole time, never touched a VR headset, one of your friends convinces you to get the Quest, what's the title that's going to convince you to stay in VR? In other words, like what's the title that, that's going to make you stick and be happy with this even three months after launch? So it's really difficult to say. And I think that's why it's important to have such a huge library because they're all kind of relatively short games. But it's interesting because I've got a friend, you know, he's known me for years and years. We're really good mates. He's really into gaming. Um, He's predominantly been a console gamer his whole life, uh, really into Nintendo Switch right now and the PS4. Uh, Never been into PC gaming. So has kind of always been disinterested in 
PCVR headsets. Mm. Came over, he tried the Quest. Uh, I said, which game do you want to play? And he chose Journey of the Gods because he's a big Zelda fan. And I just couldn't get him out of the headset. <laughs> I couldn't get him out of the headset. Yeah. And when you know you say this is 400 pounds all in, he was just like, dude, this is amazing. This is amazing. I, I could get lost in this world. And I'm like, I, you know. I, uh, I don't know. Like, like what, what Zim is asking is like a very hard question to answer because we got to wait. But we'll see what happens in the long run. As long as, you know, Oculus can keep the content up mm. and there's more than just 50 titles um, and there are like quality ones that, that keep people inside VR, then yeah, it has, it has a lot of potential to succeed. But if the, the platform runs dry after a couple of months, it hurts the quest. Well, well the you, multiplayer that, ones have the most potential in the end because that's what me, you come back to. What, but still, that was what I was gonna say. Like, I think the title that draws people in the most is the people that they is a, a title that they can share with friends that exactly. also have a quest. Uh, and that doesn't have to be like a. That could be something like big screen. That could be you know just hanging around in a in a, in a lobby and contractors. You know, like it, it, mm. it could be any kind of thing that that you enjoy the most because you you're basically not in. Uh, playing a game anymore but you're spending time with your friends and i think that exactly. is a, a very powerful concept in virtual reality. that is that is true but i do still think it also needs you know uh, some some killer titles because most of the games of that have been announced so far are parts to quest and it does need some originals too you mean like something exclusives deep that can keep you playing for you know it can also be something existing you know where you're like listen no man's sky is also going to come to the quest or i don't know things that catch the eye that because right now there is a hype around quest but what 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 is oculus going to do when it kind of goes down a little bit mm. with all like all these announcements you do from time to time like e3 gamescom all these events you suddenly get the hype up again you saw it with mm. sony they know how to do it they're yeah, suddenly like, hey, listen, uh, Ace Combat is coming to, to PlayStation VR. Suddenly everyone is talking about PlayStation VR again. So this is something you need to do in the long run. But, but I think what Zim meant, there will always be titles like that. You know, you always have, you know, those AAA feeling titles like Lone Echo or like, like Arizona Sunshine, like a, a really just good proper title. But in the end, when you finish that title, you're not going to go back in. But what mm -hmm. are the kind of apps or experiences that can be developed in virtual reality that keep pulling people back like what for example oh, that's, minecraft apparently that, is still doing up to today what, what, it's not because the game is so fantastically great the game is good okay but it's there's something else that is keeps on drawing people yeah, back in true but it's like if, if you go back to 2016 it was like the golden year for vr for oculus rift yeah. in particular because oculus said every month we're bringing out a new game and we're investing into these these developers yeah. to make it for us if they do that with the quest as well maybe not every month but every two, three months, yeah. that would be a good approach. Because otherwise, again, if this platform runs dry in terms of stuff, then as, a, as, a, as someone who bought this quest and spent all his money on that, because some people have you know, uh, uh, um, saved up so much money for, for the year now to buy this quest. So then you also expect as a co consumer, as a customer of Oculus, to be awarded for that in, let's say, the upcoming two, three years. Yeah. And not just like, hey, this this is it, done. And again, I think multiplayer games are the baseline of every headset's popularity. But in the end, what Sony, for example, does, every time there is a reason to talk about PlayStation VR again, every time there is a reason to say, I'm a customer of PlayStation VR and I'm proud of it. And I think that should be the same with Quest in the end.
certainly we've seen um a lack of that content right now on rift rift and like like, like you mentioned it's, you know where are the very, launch titles it's for very rift? concerning if you if you go on to the oculus store right now every developer has been focusing so much on quest that there is only like shuffleware on yeah. on the oculus store and that's a shame because there are some consumers that are going to buy the rift s and when you open the store it's going to not only filter on what's the most popular but also hey what are the newest titles and then you suddenly see all this well mm. not everything is going to be garbage but then you're like what, what what the heck's going on so that's why i said why are there no real you know yeah. launch titles for rift s so i think we're all saying the same thing thank you for answering the question didn't realize we would go into so much depth <laughs> but it was a good question to answer and i yeah. like the model that you painted there nathy of you know you've got your release package and then you've got your kind of i'll call it your content roadmap, payment plan yeah, yeah, yeah your yeah, roadmap your yeah. pipeline and and to answer my own question back because i had to think about this one for a minute i think like between Rec Room, which we've seen has a lot of uh, heft in it to kind of connecting people socially. And even Orbis has a real chance as an MMO to give people something that you pay mm -hmm. the ticket and then you just play that constantly with a group of friends or people you don't even know. That's the, that's the value of an MMO is if I can drop in and just make a friend and trust me, in five minutes, you can do that in Orbis. And that's, that's the power of that game. Even if I don't like some of it, yeah. I, I think it's actually quite a big, mm. powerful one. And that's, I, I think they're not going to do too badly in the, in the long run, no, a month or two no. from now, not necessarily I, out of the gates. Yeah, no, I, I think I think Quest is going to do very well. And I think at uh, E3, we're going to see uh, uh, Quest having a big presence there too, because yeah. that's the moment to really, you know, show mm. it off once again. It's the biggest gaming event of the freaking planet. Um, when, when is I'm, it again? I'm, what are the dates? Do we know? It's like June, June. 12, mm. I think, to yeah. 14. Um, but with Rift S, I don't know. I, I'm kind of like, you know, Oculus, come on. You know, this is your PC VR headset. Give it some games. Give it some more, you know, spark. Mm. Because I feel like it's the headset. That's it. You put these titles on the box. Mm. But then when you open it, the games are not on there. And that's weird. That, that happens happen weird to me. That yeah, it happens, happens on consoles, consoles as well. As well. Yeah, yeah, but there's nothing There's nothing new to play on Rift S. Not but one it's of a the fair three point. titles. It's a yeah, fair it, point. It is a good point. But what I would say is if you are a Rift S pre-order person out there then you know especially if you've never played any oculus titles before just go to the best sellers tab within oculus yes. and you'll get the best yeah, titles yeah, yeah. and they're yeah. the ones that you should play ignore uh, all the new releases uh, because like the, the way that oculus has announced themselves they don't they don't even they don't see it as like the new rift or like this big upgrade it's it's an upgrade that was a little bit overdue to use uh nate mitchell's words so yeah. i yeah, but it's, it's just to replace the rift. That, that is true, but it doesn't say you d shouldn't do any marketing. If you see at the, if you look at the marketing with Quest, <laughs> it's like you know, it's it's killer. Like they did yeah. killer commercials for the Quest. It's it's amazing. But so, with Rift as I'm kind of missing that. How do you we turn this off? How do we you, turn you, this off? You basically <laughs> triggered our like resident VR marketing expert. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that has been we'll the show this after week. The podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> But uh, yeah, what a time to be alive, though. You know, all these games coming out for Quest, yeah. uh, you know, it's going to be an, an incredibly exciting week for many people out there. So if you have pre-ordered a Quest and it's arriving next week, uh, we wish you, uh, you know, a great time with the headset. We hope you have a lot of fun with it. We look forward to uh, talking to you about it on next week's show and finding yes. out what you've been playing and your highlights of the week next week. So I'm sure yeah. many of you out there will. Very looking forward to Vader Immortal on Tuesday. So we'll be giving you our hands-on impressions of that game too. So have a great week in VR. We'll be back next week, of course, at the usual times. So tune in then and bye-bye for now. See you in VR. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.